0: I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to the latest in our series of spoiler specials This one is dedicated to the biggest film of the year so far And perhaps when the dust has settled The biggest film of the year Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice As ever this is a spoiler special So if you're one of the few people on this planet Or the planet Krypton Who hasn't yet seen the first on-screen meeting Of The Dark Knight and The Man of Steel Then highly lead to your nearest cinema And come back only when you've seen it For we're about to get all spoilerific We'll be talking third act revelations Stuff that possibly sets up the Justice League movies and beyond And much, much more But before we get into all of that uh, We have some questions about the film, obviously And its major plot revelations And who better to answer those Than the producers of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, Chuck Roven and Deborah Snyder And then the director himself, Zack Snyder Uh, Now, I didn't have long with them Certainly not if you're a fan of the spoiler specials Chris McQuarrie long So we didn't tackle everything But I hope you enjoy the answers they gave uh, we're delighted to be joined to the Empire Podcast by Sax Snyder. How are you, sir? I'm great. It's great Excellent. to be here. Uh, it's well, great to have you here. And uh, we can talk about stuff now, which is good, because this is coming out after the film, okay, uh, film opens. So I think I want to talk about the big death that everyone's going to be talking about. Jimmy Olsen. The death of innocence? The death of innocence. Uh, the death of Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Right off the bat,
1: sort of Yeah, speak. had to do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, it's funny, because in the DVD,
1: uh, you'll see he actually calls himself by name.
0: Okay. Okay. Right out. Oh, says, interesting.
1: Uh, I'm Jimmy Elson, photographer, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a there's a scene that I cut out of the movie that has that big that section in it. But okay. for time it was just it was a too long of a story to tell, but I think he's symbolic uh-huh. of the sort of you, I wanted to it was funny because you know that was one of those things I wanted to do right from the beginning. Uh, I wanted to do um this Death of Jimmy Olsen as a way of sort of getting into the preparing yourself for the world, the world that you were going to enter.
0: Nothing, everything you know is wrong. All that, all that yes. yeah, 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 usual stuff. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and uh, it, it's going to come as a bit of a shock, but uh, but we'll, we'll build up some other stuff as well. Uh, because what I thought was fascinating about the film uh, was that it begins and ends with a funeral that has a profound effect on Bruce Wayne. Right. Clearly, that wasn't an accident.
1: No uh 100% not an accident it was meant uh as a bookends to the movie of this sort of cyclical nature and also i think that it it speaks to sort of the mythological bruce wayne who's been surrounded by death like his whole life mm-hmm. and you know having to navigate those waters and and have those things make him kind of who he is mm-hmm. and i thought it would be interesting to um though have this last death be a thing that's propelling him toward sort of a cathartic, uh, if you will, or a a way to, he sees a way out mm. of the darkness through, yes. this, through this last thing.
0: Because I, I find the Bruce that is portrayed in this movie for the first, until he, he decides, you know, he realizes Superman is on the side of angels after all. I find Bruce in this movie to be fascinating because you have, in a way, recalibrated him, as not an out and out bad guy, but certainly he has villainous potential.
1: Yeah, I think that the idea is that he, in pursuit of, you know, the whole conversation is re- between revenge and justice. You know, what is the difference? You know, and that there is a difference. Mm. And I, I think he's lost sight of that a teeny bit. You know, mm. he's he's a, he's not one hundred percent. He, he he's well. Let's just say he's he he's justice at all costs, he, mm. or at any cost. Yeah. He hasn't. His code is the code of sort of he. You know, he's a fanatic in some ways, in mm. in, in regard to to righting wrongs that mm. he perceives. You know.
0: Absolutely, it's very interesting in the big confrontation between the two of them that that Bruce is head up to an extent that he won't even. Brook conversation with Superman, who basically says, "Let's talk about this," and then he goes straight into uh, trying to wipe him out.
1: Yeah, and I think that Bruce also calculates that Superman's morality is going to is going to be his is going to we- is basically his weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, he he knows that because in my mind, the mech suit is really just there to preserve him long enough yes. for him to. It's not really. It's not doing anything. It's like a bear suit, right? Like, it's just it's just keeping <laughs> him alive. We were joking that that's probably why it was designed. Originally, it was designed because a bear got out of the Gotham Zoo, and he had to, like, track it down. <laughs> so he made that suit so he wouldn't be mauled to death. But uh, um, the so, so you can imagine, like, the, the idea to me of the suit is really, you know, again, to, like, keep him alive long enough yes. for Superman to kind of let his guard down for yeah. ever for the smallest, like, so he could actually just get the shot off.
0: Absolutely. Um, you, you. I think I timed it. I've seen the film twice now, and I timed it the second time around. The big confrontation comes about ninety ninety five minutes in maybe even l- later than that, um, so you, you make people wait for the the, the battle royale right right so right. to speak. was that always the intention from the start, or did you have earlier confrontations? yeah,
1: uh, no, I mean I have that one the teaser the teaser confrontation do you bleed after the batman goes, yes, do yeah. you bleed you will uh, and I really and, and we designed that, and then of course, they have the Lex's party yes. um. And so you have these kind of, uh, I kind of came to the conclusion also that they couldn't really talk in their suits um, mm-hmm. with any credibility. You know what I mean? Okay. They you, we, we had to get them back in their civvies so you couldn't have that version of the heat coffee coffee uh, you can't shops in you their couldn't. suits we by the way we, we the honest truth is we talked all about like we need the heat scene like I was like my mantra I kept saying we need the heat scene we need the heat scene yeah but like when they're in their suits it was impossible we, tr- we tried it and, and <laughs> okay. it's just one of those things that you really, you 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 know, if they're more than four or five lines, and you start to notice, like, wait, these are two guys dressed up. One guy's dressed up like a bat, and the other one has a big red S on his chest, and they're being super serious about how mad they are at each other. And it just, you, you can, you know, it's just, a, it's a dangerous thing, you know, because uh, okay, it just gets,
0: yeah, it can after a while, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but but in terms of uh, in terms of those confrontations, in terms of setting up uh, Bruce and Clark. Um, It leads to an interesting question about secret identities in this movie. I mean, how how much?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I tried to kind of like my philosophical approach to secret identities was that they, um, such a convention, right? Mm. And I felt like in the modern world, in in our modern aesthetic, their secret identities are dodgy at best, right? (laughs) That the notion that they are anonymous yeah. because they wear a mask yeah. is kind of slightly passe in you know its practical application. And so by putting too much emphasis on their the figuring out of who they are by someone like Lex Luthor, for instance, mm-hmm. I think sort of undercuts any credibility that he might have to then do something more sophisticated. <laughs> Like you know, create a life form or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it, the, the the figuring out that that Superman is Clark Kent is Superman it, it should be a thing that would be fairly easy for for for, for um well for, for for Lex Luthor. Yeah,
0: it's the old joke, isn't it? I mean, you know, it is the how, old joke. How good is Lois Lane? It's really, kind
1: of come home to roost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: but in in this in the movie itself. Um, is Bruce aware that Clark and Superman are one and the same? Because obviously... I don't think he hasn't yet. He hasn't figured that out think of, uh, until yet. the very end, obviously. Yeah, he, yeah. he,
1: he hasn't yet. Okay. Uh, I, probably because he doesn't care to. Okay. I think he's more... His obsession is with the... Because unlike Lex, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't leverage Superman's loved ones mm-hmm. against him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just because he does...
0: He doesn't... That's not in his way of thinking, absolutely, which of course comes into play, um that lack of awareness, I guess from from Bruce's part uh about Clark and about Superman comes into play at the end of the fight the big fight, uh, the revelation that they, that they' both their mothers have the same. Same first name. Same first name, exactly. It's the thing that snaps him out of his insanity if you
1: will. Yeah, out of his fever. Yeah. His, his fervor to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a that, that was a really and you know, and hence why I wanted to have the the sort of the death of the Clarks. The death of the Clarks. The <laughs> death of the of the Waynes at the beginning of the movie.
0: Okay. Why was that? Just to, to just so, so I could plant
1: that- the Martha reference in there yeah. and, and and sort of get a chance to see Martha alive. Mm-hmm. For even for the briefest time, so mm-hmm. that you could connect with her on mm-hmm. some
0: level. It's also interesting when Bruce has a dream sequence. The the the, the first one where the the man bat. Uh, oh about. yeah, yeah, yeah! It's Martha's grave. It's he's, Martha's grave. He's, yeah, uh, obsessing yeah. over it as well. Yeah, um, we
1: were gonna have like. That be Martha, but then I thought that was too much. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> at what point did you? I'm just re- kidding. <laughs> well, that, would, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Scary. Um, at what point did you realize? I mean, obviously, it's 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 canonical that they both have uh, mothers called Martha. But at what point did you realize? Were you looking for something that would turn Bruce around?
1: One hundred percent. We were looking for some kind of connection, and and um, that was uh, that was seemed like an obvious way to humanize him when we talked about the fact that they both have the mothers both have the same first name and and the irony is for bruce in weakening superman so far as to make him a man mm-hmm. it makes the killing of a god impossible mm-hmm. because he's no he's been he he's not a he's a he's just a man yeah. whose mother has the same name as he does yeah so like all of his fervor and all of his heat has come off in the face of that you know mm, absolutely
0: um and that that, that that kind of leads us on to one of the big decisions that you made. And I was speaking to Deborah and Chuck earlier on and they said you made the decision to to uh, succeed where Lex Luthor failed, frankly, in Killing right. Superman. Right, uh, right. Quite early on in the process. Yeah, it was pretty almost almost
1: right away. And 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 I'll tell you why. It was when we um when we decided to go from um when we decided to go from uh uh Toward the Justice League, when, when we when we knew we were going to do a Justice League movie at the end of this, mm-hmm. which was pretty early on, yeah, I said we have to we have to kill Superman because Bruce Wayne has to be the one that puts the Justice League together. Okay, and with Superman around, it's going to be difficult, and there's going to be this sort of urgency to form the Justice League is going to be difficult to like muster with Superman flying around, even if he opposes them or whatever. Mm. I just felt like it would be a cleaner, interesting world to um, to have Bruce, in this panic, have to kind of figure out how to put this team together.
0: There's a little hint at the end that he might not be entirely dead, but... Um, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, Kryptonian cells probably would not be decaying.
0: <laughs> just saying. <laughs> totally, 100% completely. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, there uh, the metahumans. Um, the decision to introduce... The uh, Obviously, Wonder Woman uh, has a big chunk of the movie uh, herself, but the the other metahumans, so Flash and Cyborg and uh, Aquaman, in that very, very brief montage. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, I, I felt like it was important to see them. Um, and then I realized uh, that the only way we could see them is through a perspective of, or in the same way that Lex could see them or that mm-hmm. someone else would see them. You can't really cut to them out in the world because what we're supposed to be observing is... The, the information that they're alive mm. or that they exist. And so um, we thought sort of hard, long and hard about what kind of little snippets of reality might exist where mm. they might have brushed with our world in a way maybe they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was kind of where that decision came from. And, and I also felt like it allowed me to tease it in like, you know, a sort of, uh, you know, Loch Ness Monster kind of a <laughs> Bigfoot-y kind of a way. <laughs>
0: intriguing and of course Lex is the one who's investigating them Um, and the the folders have the logos for each hero on them which means that Lex is effectively the creator of I
1: kind of like that I mean I I know I know that's that's sacrilege, but I kinda love it. Because like when you when you think about it, I, I like thinking about it in a in a sort of like really sort of straightforward way that you can imagine sort of as a naming convention, Wonder Woman really would not have gotten her name from anyone other than someone who was trying to file her somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. And Flash feels like the same thing. And Aquaman certainly feels like a pretty straightforward approach to that. And Cyborg also I mean when you think about their actual names, though iconographic yeah, um, kind of the first thing you'd think of, yes. you know.
0: It's yes. not like it's not like they went down a giant rabbit hole with like the naming conventions. <laughs> Precisely. What's your name? Oh, I'm Wonder Woman. That's my name. That's that my, that I my name. Myself. My name
1: myself that. Yeah. Thank
0: you. So there you go. Yeah. There's, there, I've got a massive ego. Um, and just very, very, very quickly, um, talking about setting stuff up for Justice League. Where would you start filming in? When? Uh, How long? Yeah, it's April 11th. So wow, uh, about two and a half weeks. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um is the extended dream sequence or a glimpse of oh, the future. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. can you talk about that? What can all? you say about that? What can that? you say about what that? What can there's I say? A, there's a giant logo on what the ground. will you say? What can
1: I say? <laughs> well, I mean, let's just say this. It's it's a uh, I think it's it's okay to look at the extended dream sequence as a impressionistic view of a possible future, right? Mm-hmm. So and and that's not hard to. I mean, that's in the sequence, right? Like I yeah. I'm not spoiling anything or, or making up anything that you didn't see and so the connection with flashes, the flash part of that sequence mm-hmm. it, you can you can speculate if whether or not flesh is coming flesh flash is coming sorry i'm a little a different tired film. that's a different film the, yeah that's a different one that's a it's yeah equally as good though um but whether he's coming from that reality or another one, but it's um, that's the fun stuff to try and figure out exactly what Flash is saying to Bruce and mm. what he means because it, it's all, we know, so it's not, we're not making it up. <laughs> I mean, we are making it up, but we're not, not making it up. No, that's not, we're not, not, not making it up.
0: Uh, indeed. Um, <laughs> and, and the last thing is, so can you say anything about Darkseid?
1: I don't know. What is his symbol again? It's something like a Z, but a Greek Z or something. I oh, don't know. That's, yeah. So, I don't know. Does that appear in the movie? I don't think so. Oh, maybe is it a little bit. Giant oh, that giant impression on the, the ground. The giant symbol. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, there's it's that. Big. That's right. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe he exists out in the universe somewhere. Yeah, maybe, Looking for something.
0: Maybe a bell has been rung.
1: Something that's against life.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Intriguing. Intriguing. Zach, so, I could talk to you all day about this movie, but uh, thank you so much for... Oh, it's time. my pleasure. It's thank fun. you. Take care.
1: It's super fun. Cheers. Thank you.
0: Now, delighted to be joined on the Empire Podcast by Deborah Snyder and Chuck Roven, producers of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, welcome. Hello. How are you? Good Hi there. be here. Are you, are you relieved to be at the end of this long process?
2: I think it's it's still really exciting and to you make movies for people to see them and now... Mm-hmm. After working on this one for, what, over three years, finally people are going to get to see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's start at the beginning. Back right at the beginning when the movie was announced, how far along the road of a Man of Steel sequel were you before the idea of Batman came into it?
3: I think we had just released Man of Steel when we went to Comic-Con and uh, announced that we were going to be doing... uh, another film a follow-up yeah not exactly a sequel (laughs) and then it was going to be uh, uh, called uh, Batman versus Superman
2: I think it was during post though you know we started the studio kept saying okay what's next are you guys gonna do a sequel are you gonna do something else with this Mm -hmm. character what do you want to do and then we were thinking about okay well what villains are out there and then Zach, Zach said listen I think what I would really like to do is what if we put Batman and Superman in the same movie? Mm. If we collide, the universes, and what happened you know, if they fought? Yeah. I mean, it, he. it's very public knowledge that he's a big fan of Frank Miller's and his graphic novels, so I think that was an inspiration.
3: Absolutely. Although the
2: story is very different. but
3: Yeah, and, and actually, you know, Batman meeting Superman is part of the canon, and them not getting along is also part of the canon. Yeah. So, And there was at one time... A Batman versus Superman script developed at Warner Brothers mm. that never got made. Did that have any
0: impact on what you guys were doing? Did you look no, at previous iterations? No, it. we never even read it. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just in case, well, hang on. <laughs> let's, I mean, listen, <laughs> let's I'm, I'm, I'm the right. Warners,
2: I'm sure legal people, yeah. you know, go, that's their job, but we were telling our own unique story. And I think it, it started with the, the idea once you started talking about Batman and Superman, it's like, okay, well, what's their motivation and what. Mm why are they gonna fight and then it's like and who's gonna win that's kind of the big question (laughs) Uh,
0: and it's interesting in the movie that not to huge things at the end but let's just jump to the (laughs) the idea of uh it would have been so easy to finish this movie on a shot of the justice league assembled and ready to fight in, in the movie that you're about to start shooting now in london uh how would the discussions ever go that way and how difficult was it to uh to avoid that
3: no, I don't think the discussions ever really went that way. I think that we wanted to, you know, we we did have a discussion after we settled on Batman versus Superman, and then this also came from Zach. His feeling about, gee, you know, w- what we've never done is we've never seen Wonder Woman on film, and yeah. and that is the Trinity, and that would be good, and really, you know, and then. We just said maybe we should just hint about some others. I don't think we ever really talked about going right from Man of Steel to mm-hmm. Justice League.
0: Okay, interesting, because obviously there's a uh, there's a the montage uh, in towards the end of the film where we see hints and glimpses of the people you've already cast. So Ezra Miller, the meta the metahuman, the, meta-human. the, meta-human, the metahumans yeah. montage. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk about the decision to to introduce? Characters like Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman in that uh, in that montage.
2: Well, I think it felt very organic to the story because Lex was doing um, investigating, and if if he's investigating and knows things about Wonder Woman, well, I would assume he knows things about other metahumans. So mm. it kind of just all I think you know fit in very organically. You know, we didn't want to do too much with them because we still had a story to service, and you know the story that we were telling. Um, But they seem to just fit in, I think, very organically.
0: Was Lex always the way into
3: the metahumans? Was Bruce ever a way in at at some point? Well, Bruce investigating Lex was always the way in. From every incarnation and every draft, he was always suspicious of Superman. The reasons for it changed a little bit, I think, over the course of the development of the screenplays. Mm -hmm. But he you know just by the nature of who bruce wayne is yes he's he's going to be somebody who's suspicious that's what he is right (laughs) absolutely Uh, can you talk about spacing
0: out the the confrontations between the three of them as well it's very very clearly delineated in the film the first meeting between them is clark and bruce then we have normal suits and then we have the battle royale um was that always the idea to space those confrontations out between uh, throughout the movie
2: uh, I I think when you're developing the script you want to make sure that all your action isn't lumped at the end of the movie or lumped in so you want to kind of space it out that's your, you have a lot of character and story mm-hmm. and you know you want to give the action fans some action along mm-hmm. the way as well. Yeah. So I mean we were conscious in that so it just didn't feel like unbalanced. Um but that was really the only I think reason and it was fun for them to have the confrontation as their alter egos,
4: yes. You know, I, I think
2: that that was something that was very interesting to all of us as we were developing the script, and that's actually one of my favorite scenes mm. in the movie. Yeah, because um, you realize that you know Jesse Lex is the puppet master, and yeah. he's brought them all together, and he knows he's he's in the know. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. So, um, uh, so just to clarify, at that point, does Lex know the Clark is Superman? At the party at his at house. Pa- Abs- at Absolutely. His house. He does know. Okay. Absolutely. That's, that's
3: interesting. Absolutely. When, when, he's, yeah. when, he, when he shakes his hand, and he says, wow, you have a great group. And he hits I him. He says, don't get into a fight with, with this that guy. guy. <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> yeah, moments in the film, too. So, so Lex has been doing his own detective work as well, presumably.
2: Absolutely. That's awesome. why he has all the meta-human files. So uh-huh. he's been okay. doing a lot of research on all of them. There's files on all of them, and maybe there's files on people that we don't even know yet.
0: Oh, interesting. So, there's a file on Bruce, presumably. He knows if Bruce is Batman, or, you know, or, or or does he not have an inkling at that point?
2: I, I think at the party he knows who Bruce is and who, you know, he sends him that invitation because he wants to, he wants this confrontation to come to a head. Okay. You know, I think he feels that like Superman. Um, diminishes you know everything the best that we have to offer that humanity has to offer mm-hmm. will still pale in comparison to superman to this god on earth
3: mm-hmm. and i think that once you realize that lex set up superman with the fight in the desert mm-hmm. by giving by getting lois to do the interview with uh that uh, that leader yes then you have to assume that everything that he's done,
0: mm-hmm.
3: he's done with the foreknowledge of who these players are. Okay, yes. That's what makes him the ultimate puppet master.
0: But at the same time, does Lex go out of control? Because it, it seems to me that he, he creates Doomsday, uh, both as a fail-safe measure in case Batman doesn't succeed, but also, uh, well, as a doomsday device. He, does he think he can control
3: doomsday? And uh, which he's, he's quickly disabused of that notion. I think that he does go out of control. I think yeah. that he spins out of control yeah, there I at agree. the end. And particularly, look at look at what he's like at the end of the movie when he's when the Batman has visited him mm-hmm. and he talks about the bell's already been rung mm-hmm. and you know he's. He's already anyway a bit out there as he goes along. Yeah, <laughs> he's absolutely. out there at the party when he gets, you know, he gets a little bit over angst about the speech that he's making. Yeah, absolutely. He's just a brilliant guy who gets more and more unhinged as the film come, goes on. Indeed. But does he does he have a get out of jail free card with
0: regards to doomsday? Or because do, you know, he hasn't really seemed he hasn't really thought that through in a way? He, he's unleashed his beast upon the world with no real way of stopping it, should get out of uh, hand?
2: I don't know. I mean, there might be... I mean, listen, I don't want to be too spoilery, but, you <sighs> know, he's been communing with the ship, so we don't know what yeah. he knows or, you know, who he's been communicating with.
0: Yeah. He has a knowledge of a 100, uh, 100 different universes, 100 different planets. 100,000. I mean, 100, 100,
3: yeah, and the other thing is, don't forget, I think that it wouldn't be so outrageous to think mm. that since... Well, part of Doomsday is made from the remains of General Zod, which yeah. we see. Yeah. There's also part of Doomsday that's coming from Lex's blood. Yeah, and I think the fact that Doomsday is partly Lex's blood makes him think that there's going to be some connection there. Yeah, absolutely, rightly or wrongly. Absolutely, uh, it's the old Frankenstein's monster turning on his creation. Uh, exactly,
0: uh, which sec- is Frankenstein. Indeed, indeed. Um, let's talk, if we can, about. Uh, you guys have succeeded uh, where Lex Luthor failed, <laughs> where Doomsday failed, and you kill Superman, um, which is a, a lovely mirroring of the of the way that Man of Steel begins with his with the literal birth. This movie ends with his death. Was that always a plan going into this film that you would? Yes, you would it was do it? always
2: a plan because there needed to be something that that allows Bruce to have faith. Um, in humanity again mm-hmm. And the fact that that comes from an alien That the sacrifice that he makes For his adopted planet That he can make such a sacrifice I think really Just hits home for for Bruce And um, it, And it was You know I think that that was Not too many things could do that It had to be something very powerful and very strong mm-hmm. um, So that was always the original Intention you know, I think it was a little bit of nervousness when, when Zach kind of pitched it to us and then we went to the studio and they were like, Okay, so you want to I can't even say it because it's been a secret for so long.
3: <laughs> so so you can I say think, you can say it with me, it's fine. <laughs> I think I think the other thing is we wanted to create at the end of this film an undeniable reason for Bruce to go out and look for these other metahumans. Yes. If you've got Superman around.
2: It's hard to do that, it's right?
3: Th- <laughs> it's hard to say, well, well, yeah, well we, we got Superman around. Why do we, we need, need anybody guns. else? Yeah, okay. and, now, and now you don't just have Superman around, right? you yeah. got Wonder Woman around too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so pretty much the three of them should be able to take care of just about anything.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: But with Superman gone and with the possibility of something else out there, Because the bell's been rung. The bell has been rung, yeah. Right? Then, now there's a reason, an undeniable reason. So, to take what Debbie was saying, which is this sort of rebirth of Batman, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Feeling, again, that mankind, you know, man can be good. Mm -hmm. uh, And this reason that maybe there's something out there and our Superman is gone. I need these other metahumans to help fight whatever may be coming. Absolutely,
0: I, I've got to let you go in a second, but um, I just want to talk about the uh, the the notion that the bell has been rung, as you, as as Lex says, as you've mentioned yourself a couple of times, and we have that extended. Dream sequence uh, about halfway through the film where Bruce. Well, I oh, say, oh you, you recognize that?
3: I do recognize
0: <laughs> that. Uh, you, you say dream sequence, but you could say message beam from the future. Uh, how would you describe uh, what happens and what, what Bruce's vision of,
2: of the future? Uh, I I don't know. I think that's up for you to decide. Is it <laughs> Is it foreshadowing something? Is there something? Uh, That he senses? I don't know. Is there something in the sand? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) It's
3: a massive symbol. (laughs) I don't know what that symbol is. Do you
2: you know what that symbol is?
3: I think that like any good dream sequence, Uh it's subject to a lot of different debate and interpretation. Uh-huh. And rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be a spoiler
2: for a different movie to talk about. Precisely, because we haven't
0: even started shooting Justice League yet. Um, uh, you, you're, you're one Superman down, by the way. I presume that yeah, Henry, Henry will be around at some point. But um, but that, that, that dream sequence is fascinating, as well as the, the appearance of uh, what appears to be the Flash at some point. Um, I know you don't want to say too much about what he says, but... What his message, his warning to Bruce does seem to reinforce Bruce's notions
3: about Superman.
0: Unless, of course, he's not talking about Superman.
3: Like I said, it's a dream sequence. And <laughs>
2: <laughs> but is that a dream? Is the Flash is a dream sequence?
3: Well, he seems to wake up from that, too. Yeah,
2: I don't yeah. know. It's a little debatable, I think, <laughs> Chuck.
3: <laughs> and one last thing. The, the decision
0: to, to introduce a Batman who has been going for 20 years and has clearly had a lot of history, as we see, with the, uh, the, the Robin costume and the fact that Wayne Manor seems to have uh, been graffitied quite heavily by the Joker... Um, can you talk about that decision and uh, to have batman have, uh, uh, to have a, a batman who 's been active for twenty years rather than a batman who 's perhaps been incited by or been instigated by the uh, the events of metropolis
2: it 's a great um, juxtaposition with our superman who 's just became this hero mm-hmm. and who 's figuring out how he belongs and uh, where he belongs um, to have this Batman who has been doing this for 20 years and you know he says I think at one point to Alfred you know it's like criminals are like weeds Alfred you pick one another one yeah. grows in its place so he he's coming at it from a really disillusioned um, point of view and uh, I think that that's just really interesting dichotomy mm. between the two of them well
0: he also calls himself a criminal he says we, you know, we're criminals, not, we're, yeah, criminals. We're, 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 we're getting criminals, criminals yeah.
3: Yeah. He, he, he's he, we wanted a character who Superman as Debbie says is right at the beginning of his he's just, you know, come out and he's doing all these altruistic deeds and stuff like that. And so the juxtaposition of him against a guy who's really burnt out and as as a result of that burnout he's maybe even gone over the edge. Mm. You know, he might be being just a little bit too aggressive in his tactics. The other thing we wanted to make sure that we did was we wanted a Batman that people would not say, oh, is this a continuation of Christian Bale? We wanted to make sure it was very clear <laughs> yeah. that this Batman was different than any Batman we've ever seen.
0: Absolutely. And that you did. Uh, Chuck, Debra, thank you so much indeed. Thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. you. This has been fun.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, let's get into the film itself now. And to do so, I'm joined by three Empire colleagues. First up is a man who wrote Empire's three-star review of the movie. Nick Dissemblean, how are you? Hey Chris, very good, thank you. I brought along a few mugs of uh, Granny's peach tea. Do you want? Do you want some? <laughs> Drink it. Mmm, looks so good. Looks like looks like own brand apple juice. <laughs> so good. After you drunk that, I'm gonna force you to eat a cherry Jolly Rancher. <laughs> Just a typical Wednesday for me and Nick, really. Um, well, okay. So you've seen the film twice. Yes, I saw it. Uh,
5: we saw it at a very shushy screening okay. at Warner Brothers, uh, where there weren't very many of us. And then I went again mm-hmm. to uh, see it at Westfield Shopping Centre in Stratford. And uh, there was a kind of a packed out audience, although quite a few people left before the end. Why? When? At what point did they leave? They left about five minutes before the end. People just started leaving. Maybe they'd seen it already? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they just don't like funerals.
0: Next up, joining us on the podcast, uh, is uh, Emma Thrower, uh a lady. Hello, Emma. How are you?
6: I'm not I'm not a lady, Chris. I'm a journalist. Yes. <laughs> do you like
0: that That, that seamless My, setup?
6: That was, that was seamless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I set him up, you knock him down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you've seen the film once.
6: I've only seen it once, yeah. Okay. I would have very much liked to have seen it again. Um,
0: Where do you stand on the film?
6: I stand... I stand on the fence. Uh, okay. No, I stand very much um, with Nick's three-star rating, but slightly... More towards the two and a half. I was, I I was was around
5: there. I really toggled back and forth between two and three, and two felt a little bit mean. I mean, there was a lot about the film. We'll get into it, but there's a lot I like. Same. But three felt too generous. Two felt too mean. So I was. It was a tough one, actually.
0: A set one. And last but not least, a Kryptonian abomination that can only be described (laughs) (laughs) as Johnny Pyle How are you? I'm very well, mate. How are you? I'm grand. I'm grand. Uh, you've seen the film as well, I've seen which it once, is good yeah. for a spoiler special. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> Where do you stand? Are you on the positive end of the spectrum, or are you on the negative end of the spectrum? Where are you?
7: I mean, I, again, I think I'm with Nick. I think there are good bits. I think there are bad bits. I think mm. there are nice moments, but it doesn't all hang together very well.
0: Mm. It's interesting, though Before we get in, because uh, just saying one thing before we get into the film properly, uh, we ask for your questions. Uh, to tackle and discuss on the podcast there's little prompts for where we might want to go with the discussion and we've had a response to this film like we've had nothing else not uh, Star Wars not Avengers not Hobbit nothing else on any of the spoiler specials we had over a hundred questions from people Um, a lot of them were negative and a lot of them were you know covering some of the same ground but it's interesting to me how much this movie seems to be uh, talked about at the moment. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot to chew on, and not just Cherry Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> there's so much going on, it's, it feels like four films It does going on. But, but what I wanted to talk to you guys about, before we get into stuff, is just the reaction to the film in general, because Johnny, you're quite positive on it, Emma, you're kind of two, three, Nick, you probably now having seen it twice, you're probably two, three as well. Mm-hmm. And it's in that re- re- region, I guess, and I'm kind of in that, there's a lot of good stuff about the film as well, but I'm... I'm a little bit more negative than you guys having yeah. seen it now three times the flaws become more apparent I think as you as you rewatch the film but this film's been given a kicking. Mm-hmm. I mean just a round solid absolute kicking on Rotten Tomatoes I, was, I think it was 31% last time I checked yeah um and people are calling it a disaster the worst superhero film of the modern era the worst superhero superhero film since Batman and Robin certainly in my opinion it's not even the worst one of the last 12 months no 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 Fantastic Four came out in (laughs) August which people seem to have forgotten in Age of Ultron in fairness Johnny come on now come on on now Johnny I have a theory (laughs) (laughs) about the negative uh,
5: backlash and I I think it's to do with the fact that you know superheroes are sort of supposed to be aspirational they're supposed to be characters that we that kids can watch and sort of go oh you know I want to be like that Mm. and I think the, the the main issue with the film is that Batman and Superman are kind of both just in a very dark place in this in this film and they're very, yeah kind of joyless and they're not particularly heroic at any point and so I think it's that that people are kind of reacting to yeah even you know Green Lantern and Fantastic Four films which are definitely worse than this at least the heroes are kind of you know have some kind of moral moral compass yeah but I
6: don't think people have as much of an affinity with those characters as they do with these two these two are put on such a huge pedestal aren't they that's true and I just think the reaction has been nuts, as you said. Like our social media has just been like crazy. Like it, I can't even, I can't even fathom. Like yeah. I didn't expect it to kick off
0: quite like that. It obviously has its defenders as well. A lot of people yeah. who go in, God, it's, it's amazing. Um, the same people who maybe have accused us of having made our minds up before we went in, mm-hmm. having similarly, perhaps maybe made their minds up going in and they were going to love it. But I, you know, personally of the people I know, of my friends, and my wife, I went to see with my wife last week when I saw it for the third time, and. I'm not getting a sense that the people I know in the industry and outside the industry don't seem to really like it that much. And there's a an interesting group of high-profile people. Mark Miller, for example, was quite down on it on Twitter uh, recently. Uh, and obviously, there's a man who knows Batman and Superman Inside Out. It's 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 interesting to me, this reaction to this film, which is has story problems, as we will discuss over the next hour or so. But it looks great, has good performances largely across the board I know Nick you're not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg's performance in this movie but I think Ben Affleck has come out of it very very well mm-hmm. um, and it's impossible not to hear the Wonder Woman theme and, and go nuts in your sleep Johnny's <laughs> just rolled his eyes at <laughs> that <a dad. laughs> it's so good not a fan Johnny
7: uh, it, it just took me out of the movie completely uh, when we listen to the soundtrack in the office which we do over and over <laughs> <laughs> that's the bit you engage with but when you're in the yeah. film because the rest of the soundtrack isn't like that you're suddenly like what the hell is going my favorite on my favourite track
5: on the soundtrack is definitely track 12 Superman boots up Dropbox drop <laughs> <laughs> it's a great great cue um, yeah no I like that theme it reminds me of the Doof Warrior yeah that, that's why I thought it was Junkie XL who did it but apparently it's Hans Zimmer
4: mm. oh it is Hans I mean, Zimmer he's on it obviously okay. but yeah and it's electric cello
5: too. not guitar cello Obviously,
0: yeah. But yeah, I I like the score as well. I'm one of the people who's been been playing it quite a lot in the office. And there's a lot of bombastic groaniness to the the soundtrack. It's a little bit generic at times. But I like the Wonder Woman theme and I like the Batman theme, uh, the new Batman theme, which has elements, I think, of the Danny Elfman tune. If you listen to it a little bit, especially towards the end, when it comes back in towards the end, there's, there's, there's something there.
6: I mean, you obviously um, get Zimmer's theme coming through every now and again, which I know you're a massive going fan of. For gold! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, and actually, the opening, another Wayne uh, parent death scene, but that's actually really, really beautiful, that intro. Yeah. So
5: I really so like the first nice. 15 minutes of the film, first mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes. I like all the, the stuff with the even though it is another origin which we don't need to see at all. And it might have been more interesting opening with something else. I
0: don't know what, but... Um. It, well, I, th- I think it's an interesting point. I mean, we will get into questions in a second, but I think it's an interesting point about the beginning of the film. Uh, first 10, 15 minutes, I thought, okay, this is going to be good. Yeah. We're, we're in safe hands. There was an element for me of, to paraphrase wildly Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, uh, you do eventually plan to have Superman in your Superman movie, because um, <laughs> he's just not in the first 10 minutes at all. And it's interesting, I think, in terms of the representation of the character and how um, some people feel that Zack Snyder either does not understand the character or actually just actively dislikes Superman. The first time we see him is clearly as a an entity be, to be feared when mm, we see yeah. him from Batman's point of view, Bruce Wayne's point of view rather in, in Metropolis. But I like the beginning. I, I like the I like what Zack Snyder is going for visually in this movie um with the book ends um you could you could talk about do we need to see the Wayne's killed again on screen for what's it now, the 87th time, something like that? I think it is. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Different people, obviously, this time, Lauren Cohen and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, once again being killed off in a (laughs) Zack Snyder movie in the opening opening minutes. What's he done to Zack Snyder? Um, (laughs) So, but there's a certain symmetry of the fact that the movie begins and ends with uh, a funeral, a two-coffin funeral that Mm -hmm. has a profound impact on Bruce Wayne. One sets him on this very, very dark path, and the other one, Superman's funeral, sets him on a, a lighter path. He's still obviously Batman, he's still obviously crusading for revenge, and he'll still, you know, throw his little batarangs at people in, in mm-hmm. Gotham City from time to time, but, you know, he's now, he now wants to form the what will be called the Justice League, yeah. so that's interesting.
7: He'll put away his branding iron. That's <laughs> yes.
5: done. How does he heat that up? Does he have, like, a sort of cigarette lighter yeah, thing from a car that positives. he has to plug it into? Yeah.
6: <laughs> he just pulls it out.
5: <laughs> no, it's been a little bit controversial, the, the origin thing, because um, Bruce's dad... Throws the first punch, which I think has got a lot of people riled up. What's wrong with that? Um, because basically, he gets them shot. <laughs> They're not like innocent victims. He starts the fight with a guy with a gun, so it's mm. kind of. It I mean, I think I think pulling a gun spot. is starting a fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think if you hadn't thrown a punch, I don't, I'm just relaying what what is annoying people on the internet. Right. Okay. I
7: it think bother me so much. When it started, I was like, oh, "We have seen this," but then it was shot, so. Beautifully, because mm-hmm. that Zack Snyder can shoot a slow mo scene. Yeah, he, he really, really can. can. And yeah. so I was and very does. happy to see it again. Yeah. When he starts to um, be lifted up in that bat lift, mm. do you know the one I mean? When the bats start flying, and he starts to magically fly. Yeah. I was yeah. like, mm, that, not sure I'm enjoying this. And then, it was, thank God, it was a dream sequence. One of many. Yeah, one yeah. of many.
0: Um, I yeah I yeah I have I have issues. I mean, probably if you were to yeah, but yeah, this is one of those things about these these things. You have to you have to talk about the film that's in front of you, but yeah, they probably could have started just I think with the the Bruce Wayne driving through Metropolis sequence, and that would have been that would have felt new and fresh and different to me. But I know what he was going for with the the two funerals thing, and that that's that's fine. And also the I think the 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 murder of the Waynes kind of hints at the darkness and the brutality that this film is going to showcase. Because you know, let's be frank, everyone. So listen to this. I've seen the movie. Uh, this is a movie that ends where you can actually see Superman's exposed rib cage through the gaping hole in his chest, uh, and it begins with Martha Wayne, from my reading of the film, certainly being shot in the head yeah. um, at point blank range by the by the the mugger. You know, if it is Joe Chill in this in this version, who knows? But um, certainly, that's interesting. That that says to me, this is not going to be. You know, if you've taken a six and seven year old to this movie. Uh, there, were a lot of there were a lot of kids in the, in the screen I went to with, with my yeah. wife um, <clears throat> they, yeah, why would kids want to go to a Batman suit really that distressed yeah. but actually, right. that's the thing they, you know, this is a film that, that a lot of kids will want to go to see and mm. I'm not sure that it's it's right for a certain age group of, of children but, hey. but as you
6: said like, obviously we've had loads of those parental death scenes but I think which we'll get into later obviously the thing about Martha it wouldn't have been so strong I guess if we hadn't have had that at the beginning Mm. and shot so beautifully
0: Uh, right I'm going to go through some questions now as I said we had over 100 I'm not going to read out 100 questions a lot of them do cover the same ground if you didn't get your question read out I'm sorry I'm not going through them I'm just going through them in the order we received them so uh, first one's from Chris Grogan uh, who says hashtag no more dream sequences he says did anyone else find it strange they were showing Lex Luthor's assistant Mercy Graves played by Tao Okamoto uh, a lot through the film for her just to be blown up by Lex's bomb she was just a small character but her screen time was a lot I felt invested in her Uh, Overall I enjoyed the film Went in with the lowest expectations Or the lowest expectations Um, And uh, yeah So what do you think about that Um, Mercy graves Poor old mercy graves There's no mercy but lots of graves uh, In in that sequence she gets blown up in the capital bomb So isn't that a good thing that you've
7: seen her on screen a lot So if he's invested in it Then it starts to mean something
0: Yeah I guess so But also it shows what a a nasty hooligan Lex Luthor is (laughs) That he's planning to blow up his most trusted assistant.
5: Well, it does raise the question, did Lex Luthor have to put the jar of urine there himself? Because, obviously, he didn't have his assistant do it. Otherwise, she would have been in on the plan. Yeah, she's clearly not in on the plan. And whose urine is it? Let's, let's get to the... the I, don't know
7: that, I don't know that if you put the urine there, you need to know there's a bomb there as well.
5: I think she'd have some questions. Why?
7: Like why, am like, I, why gonna have gonna... I got this jar of urine <laughs> <Well, well, laughs> the main question I'd be asking yeah but what does that got to do with the bomb <laughs> being there as well I know so I think she can place the
5: bomb I, the, I, don't, I think she can place the ear in well I think I'm that not... conversation should have been a scene in the film perhaps it was can you do, it it, long do my enough, photocopying right. and then oh one other thing i got this
0: jar of, of yeah. piss can you, can, you, can you put it
5: don't ask why the Just job spec
0: it. the job spec in the guardian <laughs> must have been amazing you know must be on call 24-7 take my uh, take my memos organise <laughs> my calendar take jars of piss into Senate hearings uh, it's got to be Lex Luthor's piss although he is the guy he, and I can't This is this is how we started off We're talking about piss <laughs> <laughs> um, they, 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 It's their fault He is the guy Who would go the extra mile It wouldn't surprise me If he had somehow Tracked down Senator Finch's uh, Grandmother Assuming she's still alive And got her to piss Into a jar He seems like a guy Who's he's clearly Psychotic well, That's the half they an hour Of uh,
5: extra footage They're putting Into the R-rated <laughs> cut It's going to be a granny Peeing in a jar
6: She's called Martha as well
0: <laughs> Yeah Everybody in this movie Should have been called Martha
6: <laughs> Martha, Martha, Martha,
0: Martha, 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 Martha. Martha. <laughs> um, we talk about the, uh, the the bomb sequence because I feel that, you know, this is a two and a half hour long movie. And we've already, uh, we already know that there are deleted scenes out there. And Zack Snyder said that the Jimmy Olsen scene, so when Jimmy Olsen is in the movie, and we'll yeah. talk about this later on, gets bumped off at the beginning of the movie, which is a huge thing for, for comic comics fans so he's a CIA photographer he's a CIA yeah. photographer Jimmy Olsen of the Daily Planet a huge character in Superman mythology is introduced without a name and then bumped off but as Zack Snyder said he does have a name in a longer version of the movie Well, why not just leave that in like 10 seconds of just hi I'm Jimmy Olsen bang okay. I don't he's think gone. I would have uh, Made matters any better? Just no, I think people just, are enraged that it's Jimmy Olsen. But so it's just ten seconds. Whenever you can, then just probably, and I'm going to throw this as an idea: you could lose the entire Holly Hunter subplot and not change the well, thing. You could about lose this movie. quite a bit,
2: <laughs>
5: yeah. I would say, because I think my my issue. I said it in my review: uh, the the capital blowing up scene is effective in that it's visually impressive and it does shock you. They do a really mm-hmm. good thing where they pull all the sound out. For, but I knew it was coming when I saw it again last night, and I was still like waiting for it. It works on that level, but it doesn't work on a story level because it doesn't tie into the plot. It doesn't have any consequences, as far as I could tell.
0: Yeah, it it, it it's, it's, it's pointless. It seems to within the movie serve two functions. One is to make uh, the public even more suspicious of Superman than they already were, as if he would have anything to do with the explosion. But they aren't because the the news reports say Superman was there and has disappeared but But they never never think it's him. But there's a later report where it goes, was Superman involved? And they're now beginning to think there's people hanging Superman effigies and all sorts of stuff.
6: I mean, if if Superman's going to blow something up he's going to use his laser eyes. He's not going to put a bomb down, yeah. Is he? And he's
5: not going to use guns.
6: No. Which is the other well. the
5: other thing they're framing him for.
7: I but get, people I'm, don't know that Superman doesn't use guns. We know because we've got <sighs> we've had this conversation sorry, <laughs> already. <laughs> so I feel <laughs> odd saying it again. But well, we've had 80 years of you know Superman mythology in the comics. We know what Superman is like. But. If this character came down in real life, you wouldn't know, you know, his chosen method of yeah. killing someone. You don't know if he's going to kill someone or not. You
5: don't know any of his motivations because he's new and he's coming to this world, and you know all you've seen of him. But that's the thing. I, I found it quite confusing. We we were talking about this earlier, but I, I found it quite confusing, knowing what the world's his feeling about Superman at the beginning of this film because there's a news report where they say the beloved statue of Superman in, in Metropolis Park in Heroes yeah. Monument or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Heroes Park, yeah. Um, so, which implies that the world loves him yeah. and cherishes him. But then all the, the only footage you see is of people who hate him or people looking scared of him. And I, I just found that quite strange. I thought that they could easily start this film with Superman in a good place, and he's happy, and people are loving him, and then gradually Lex turns that around and sours it. But instead, he's he's no that would that would like mean you know a well written script and like thought out
0: characters, and you know we just didn't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that would be an easy fix. But that's that's an, that's an interesting thing about um, the like I say the representation of Superman in this movie. It, it it doesn't feel like it's fun to be Superman at any point in this movie. It doesn't feel to me uh that he's allowed to be superman very often in the film there's there's one montage of him doing heroic deeds um pulling that ship along in the arctic I for like, I like some that reason montage. saving the space shuttle um mm-hmm. from exploding um saving some a family on a roof and they saving a the family yep. on a roof but again i have issues with that because there's a, there's a there's a sheen of Suspicion or or distrust of Superman the character uh, in the movie, and I feel like comes, and I wish I had more time a time to get into this with with Zack Snyder, but I didn't. That I seem to me comes from Zack Snyder. Um, for example, that that scene where the family, the, the the group of families are being rescued in the flood, Superman is hanging above them, staring not, at them. He's staring at them. He's almost. Mocking them in a way, almost judging them, almost you know floating like floating above and look what I can do. I'll save you when I'm damn ready. That that that's what it feels like yeah, to me. That's I thought that was a really odd shot. Yeah, uh, this sort of beatific, the sort of you know casting Superman as this this Christ-like figure, this mm-hmm. God who makes decisions about who lives and who dies uh, when he has such incredible power. That that to me feels wrong. I wanted Superman to be to be having fun in this movie. I wanted Superman to be doing be be doing good and not to be so tortured by every decision that he makes. But isn't that the point? Because
7: if other people aren't distrusting Superman, then Batman comes off even crazier than he does already. Because there is no... <laughs> like, he comes off, you know, right-wing and, and yeah. awful quite a lot of the time because, you know, he yeah. distrusts Superman, and, like, if there's even 1% chance he's our enemy, you know, we must take it as an absolute certain... I mean, that is, is a
0: Dick Cheney line, absolute I
7: Absolute nonsense. Cheney,
4: yeah.
7: Yeah. So... And, but if, so if everyone loves Superman and then Batman's just this crazy guy off on the side, like who hates him and is branding people, they, yeah. then he is the villain, mm. and he can't be because you have to have but two is, sides but, of an. No, but, no, we, we, yeah. he's tried to present it as two sides of you know of this uh, equation, which are equally balanced, and to do that, he has to you know present Superman with you know some distrust from the world and.
0: No, I I totally get that. I totally get that. And, and it's fine, I think, that when you have, when Superman goes to the, the, the Senate to state his case, that there are people in the crowd who both love Superman. There's a shot where you see people, there's a, an extra who's very angry about Superman next to a, an extra who's who loves Superman. Yay! And that's fine. And I think that would actually be the case if you had a, a character like that, a figure like that, that appeared in the real world. But there's, there's something about trying to shoehorn a character like Superman, I think, into that real world, uh, that, that template, that real world prism almost, that doesn't quite work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Man of Steel tried it and got a little bit po-faced at times, and I just want my Superman. To have to be clean cut, fun, to be clean cut and optimistic and bright and shining and a star and a guy who's as comfortable saving cats from trees as he is saving air force. And one. that's not completely unrealistic because you have nice people in real life. You know, not everyone is
5: depressed and, and brooding and stuff. I just thought I think it was Devin Faraci who said in one of his um, articles that there was an opportunity for in the capital for Superman to step forward and do a Mister Smith goes to Washington style yeah. inspirational mm-hmm. speech and get his point of view across. Before and then everyone's on his side or whatever, and then the bomb goes off, mm. as opposed to what it is, where he just comes in and you very rarely in this film get Superman's point of view. Yeah, he, he, he's just sitting. They just have scenes where he's just sitting there staring into space, and he's it's f- like I want to know what he's thinking. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I thought Superman was very underserved, and I thought Clark Kent was very underserved as well. So I want to see more of him being Clark Kent.
0: Which is so strange to me because the film does feel like a Man of Steel sequel that has had Batman parachuted into yeah. it. If you look at, it, if you think really look at the film and examine how many times Bruce Wayne has a, a scene with a Superman character, mm-hmm. uh, I think he and Lois Lane cross paths once at the end. There's a, obviously uh, that meeting between Clark and Bruce and Lex uh, at, at Lex's house. But apart from that. Batman and Bruce Wayne feels very self-contained. He feels like he's in his own movie, and every now and again, Superman will show up in that movie. Yeah. But it does feel to me like, and I know that whenever Ben Affleck came on, he brought Chris Terrio on to to rewrite this this the screenplay and to you know give Batman more to do because it didn't start as a Batman Superman movie. You know, that's fairly well documented. Um, but I, I just wonder if more could have been done to to uh, in- interact those characters a little bit more hmm. uh, should we have another question mm-hmm. <laughs> just another 89 questions to go <laughs> um, okay we're getting a lot of questions about the uh, the, the dream sequence uh, or dream sequences rather but uh, so we'll start off here from one from Adrian cash who says uh, hi gang do uh, what the F was going on with the Inception dream within a dream sequence was the flash a dream papers were suspiciously flying about the place when the bat awoke or did he just disturb them himself when he startled himself awake <laughs> which is quite an achievement I've only seen this once so maybe I need to see it again for the answer but the papers can kind of flustered me yours can kind flusteredly of flusteredly, Adrian Cash um, okay so there are four dream sequences in this movie by my reckoning Go on. There's one at the beginning <laughs> yeah. where we see the... Bat, uh, bat elevator. The bat elevator. I like that image. I, I thought it was really nice. Um, it's not a practical way to get around.
6: <laughs> it's really not.
0: <laughs> it really isn't. Train the bats. Uh, yeah. There's the uh, vision of the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, whatever that's going on in the in the future and where Superman is some sort of dystopic despot. And then... Then there's the Flash's message to Bruce Wayne after that. So that's the second dream. That's a dream within a dream. Yeah, so that's like three. American Werewolf yeah, in that's London yeah. Style. yeah, American Wolf. But you know this is even probably even more bad shit insane than saying the Nazi zombies. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you have the other dream sequence where uh, Bruce Wayne goes to see his um, parents' grave, with emphasis, particularly if you notice, on Martha Wayne, Martha Wayne, Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha I don't, Martha I don't Wayne. get it. Martha. Wayne. Oh, Martha! And then he gets attacked by the giant man bad thing. And then yeah. there's another one. That's four. Well, the uh, uh, Superman. because he meets uh, Kevin Costner. That's true, but that's that's more of a just hallucination,
5: isn't it? Oh, yeah. So how many hallucinations, hallucinations? Like you, you? Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went to Burning Man. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I have problem. I have. I have. I mean, there's a lot to get into just with this dream stuff. But I have issues in that both Batman and Superman learn new information in a dream, and to the best of my knowledge, that's not how dreams work. <laughs> He, he, Batman has his dream in the, the desert, which is actually, because uh, I've read the Artov book, is actually the bay between Gotham and Metropolis, which has been dried up following some kind of radioactive disaster okay. in the future. That's what that's meant to be. Um, he ha- Kryptonite is involved in that dream. Mm-hmm. Batman doesn't know about Kryptonite he does. at that point. How? He does.
0: He does. He's already aware of Kryptonite. He, he, uh, his story to Alfred that um, the white Portuguese. Uh, which is the plot development if anyone was following me on Twitter it's a plot development taken from the Naked Gun uh, <laughs> he's bringing in a dirty bomb he's lying to Alfred at that point he he oh. knows what kryptonite is he is knows he? that it's kryptonite and he knows what kryptonite is used for is he? Okay. Yeah, he right. does he? yeah he does but no it's a fair point first time I saw it as well I thought he's just got major he's got major plot development from a dream what the hell is going on mm-hmm. uh, but then you're right Superman Superman is essentially told to get back on the horse and be a hero again by... And told a story Yeah, told a lovely story by his dad But, which is, aren't, which is
7: but that's a hallucination sequence So yeah. you can learn new information in hallucination
5: sequences Right, okay but not Noted a dream sequence. Noted
7: yeah. Now, aren't dreams um, where you, your brain sorts out information that you already know So you can have revelations as you look at things in a different way So you think that his dad told him that story but he just wasn't listening Didn't Paul McCartney uh, dream the melody to yesterday? He did, yeah he woke up uh, he he had then he had a
5: vision from the flash he
7: had it straight (laughs) afterwards he did he went
0: it's Ringo Ringo is the key you must must save Ringo Mac is like what (laughs) just doing his thumbs aloft Um, I want to see that film (laughs) (laughs) that'd be amazing the flash just goes back and inspires all the Beatles greatest hits Um, what were we talking about (laughs) we're talking about dream 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 sequence but I don't know the question what's the question the question was, what's going on in the dream sequence?
5: Well, it's the Dark Side. Uh, there's, there's multiple references to the Dark Side. Who um, I've just printed out 17 pages of <laughs> Wikipedia notes on Dark Side, which I'll be reading in full now. Um, no, the Dark Side is basically DC's biggest bad. Um, he is the tyrannical ruler of the planet Apocalypse, which is not spelt like you would expect. It's got K's in it. Um, and he's the basically the, the Justice League's main enemy. And so he presumably is going to be the big bad in the Justice League film. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of setting up going on here.
6: He's like the Thanos. He predates, like, the, uh,
5: predates Thanos, to my my DC. understanding. Yeah. And uh, if I could describe what he looks like, there's a, there's a picture of him here. He's wearing what looks like a sort of metal, shiny a, waistcoat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a little nice hood. It looks like Al Murray, the
0: pub landlord, if <laughs> he just bronzed himself. <laughs> For <laughs> he's not a very nice looking uh, man. Oh, that's not fair. Now, Murray, pub landlord, he's a lovely looking man.
5: So, um, yeah, and, and he uh, basically, the the Amiga symbol that you see in that dream, sort of burnt into the, the desert, mm. is his symbol. Mm-hmm. And the bug men are his elite parademons. Parademons and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, and then, I mean, we get to the end of the movie where it's implied heavily that Lex Luthor has been controlled by Darkseid
0: contacted so certainly there's a deleted scene that they've already released um, yeah. since talking to Zack Snyder they released it yesterday Tuesday um, which you, in which you see Lex Luthor uh, being arrested uh, at the Kryptonian scout ship by a SWAT team and when they arrive Lex Luthor's being he's talking to some sort of horned entity um, I'm imagining that that's not the DC extended universe's version of Darkseid I don't think we're going to see him it, that way it's probably more an emissary as the other was for Thanos in the MCU. Yeah, so
5: it's interesting. We got two movies coming out—one DC and one Marvel, both involving an alien overlord coming to Earth and <laughs> yeah. having to, you know, battle a team of heroes. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Who to will see. be
0: without the most powerful um, members? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: At least as first.
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> interesting.
5: Um, but I, I the uh, the apocalyptic Batman's apocalyptic dream
0: sequence—I actually quite liked it. Yeah. My theory about the dream sequence is that um, they're connected. The Flash's message, the, the the dark side, the vision of the dark side, Superman future, is a message from the Flash. Uh, they're all connected. It's 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 just you know, he's somehow in the same way that uh, characters in John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness beamed a message from the future back to the characters in their dreams using tachyons and quantum physics and stuff that i frankly don't understand we need professor brian cox to explain (laughs) this this shit but um flash who we all know can run so fast he can travel through time and Mm -hmm. travel back in time and all sorts of stuff is somehow using his powers to beam a vision of a possible future of superman gone bad to batman saying this could happen now there's Two reasons for this. One, it reinforces Batman's paranoia about Superman, obviously, that you know he, he could become the, the 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 malevolent maniac that he fears, uh, unstoppable, unkillable. Um, but it also hints at Lois Lane uh, being key. Bam, Superman, in this in the dream sequence, confronts Batman. He says, "She was my world," um, and then I think he says, "You took her from me as well," uh, which either indicates that Batman was somehow Instrumental in Lewis Lane's death, or maybe they were, you know, bumping uglies. And, uh, <laughs> is it definitely Clark. Lewis? Well, yeah. It's not it, Martha. Not Martha. Mar- who's Martha? <laughs> is there a Martha in this film? We're no, all Martha, Chris. It's, 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 it's gotta be the, Lewis. It's Yeah, I would say, I would because say it's Lewis.
7: Is that now, correct me on my DC lore here, but is that, that's the Injustice Gods Among Us version of Superman, right? In the, uh, in the, in that bit? Yeah. So that's what happens in Injustice that isn't Lois dead and. The, yeah the video game okay. uh, which has a comic around it when you know he's an evil dude and Lois has been killed and there he is with his glowy eyes
0: yeah someone asked uh, um, I have so many pages of questions here but someone actually pointed out that uh, that seemed to be a reference to the video game like Zack Snyder seems to be a very video gamey type dude so that, that seems to be no very reference to it but mm. but for me that, that, that sequence uh, apart from again rep- showing superman as someone who's evil and not to be trusted um was visually very interesting um but isn't the, it just
7: a case of throwing more stuff at the, at the screen and then just hoping that something sticks rather than crafting a, an elegant storyline that makes actual sense
0: you're right it does feel a little bit disconnected the um american film critic scott weinberg who's a uh, follow on twitter uh, tweeted that several times watching the batman superman for the first time i had to, i had to pinch myself to or to double check that the reels weren't being shown out of order because there were two scenes that just took me by surprise and I think the one of them is the dream sequence which just comes out of nowhere uh-huh. you see Bruce Wayne he's downloading the, the stuff he's he's half inched from Lex Luthor mm-hmm. and then suddenly bang dream yeah. it's not even clear that
5: he's, he's dreaming unless you you know there's not even a shot of him sort of closing his eyes it just sort of kicks right into that
0: yeah it's confusing yeah until he wakes up and then that's the only way you know. There's only way you know you know he's been dreaming. And the second one we'll talk about it later on is the uh, after the capital bomb uh, goes off. The next sequence is Lex Luthor going to LexCorp, where Batman has stolen a kryptonite, and mm. that feels yeah. really weird. It's just it. There's bullets it going, all over, bullet cases yeah. all over the floor. I was really confused by that. I didn't yeah. know
5: what was and there's dead bodies, and you're like, what, what?
0: Yeah, is this the, is he going to the capital building? Oh no, it's LexCorp. What's what's happened here? But you know, it all kind of makes sense once you it uh, uh, explains itself pretty much uh, soon after that but yeah the uh, back to the, the the sort of the the dystopian vision thing um yeah for me, it's, it's a message from the flash and then just to compound it the flash appears himself and uh, clearly I'm guessing he hasn't got complete control of his powers at this point although it does seem to be a an older version of Ezra Miller he do, he he did I mean, seem to be
6: he looks not like Ezra Miller I mean I know, I know if, it's Ezra Miller but I think a lot of people aren't gonna he's got a beard he has got a bit, yeah. but I think a lot of people aren't gonna, you know, I hate to say normal people, but people that maybe have not picked up a comic book or whatever aren't gonna know that both of those Ezra's are the same Ezra. If that makes sense, it's the Flash, the same Flash.
0: Well, I think I think you're gonna get a lot of people who don't read the comics at all being slightly yeah. baffled by who's appearing. Oh, that's a whole other They're on with the metahuman stuff. <laughs> who are these? Who are these people? And it's not, you know, it's not something that's that's confined to you know DC. For example, if you know, if you'd watched Thor. Yeah, of course. When it came out, and then suddenly Jeremy Renner turns up with a bow and arrow. Obviously, the comic book fans know who that is, yeah. but everyone else is going, "That's a bit, what, what's what's happening here," uh-huh. you know. So, um, yeah, that that I guess it feels a bit confusing for people who don't know the comic books. But yeah, I, I, I don't know.
7: Are you? It's what, a case what? of rushing, it not it? It's a case of rushing through all this to get to Justice League as soon as possible. Whereas Marvel did it over.
0: Tell me how many films. Sixty-five. Hmm. Well, thir- <laughs> thirteenth is about to come out, but yeah. yeah, it's it's you know by the time the Avengers was out, that was that was actually only the the sixth movie. But I mean, this but took the, four years. Yeah, but this is the I mean, if we if we're counting Man of
7: Steel, which I suppose we should, this is only the second. But suddenly we've got yeah, what six, seven, six, seven superheroes introduced in some small way, whether by they're in the film or they're Lex Luthor's designed the clip art logos for them. <laughs> <I mean>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It just—it just feels the whole thing feels rushed because they've, you know, let Marvel get, you know, so far ahead of them.
6: But I think that may work in its advantage for the line, which is a weird thing to say because, of course, when you're watching a film, you don't want to think of it as a bigger picture, which will make sense in hindsight. But I think it could be a really, really strong film eventually if DC's plan comes off, if everything kind of. You know, once the Justice League is out, if everything pieces together properly, then we may look back on this and think, okay, actually, this was a really, really clever way. Once we know about Dark Side, everything else. Yeah. But
7: this is George uh, Lucas's yeah. prequels argument, and it doesn't stand up when you get all the films out there. Because he was like, when you've seen three, yeah. you'll <laughs> understand why one is so, you know, such a masterpiece. And then, of course, that did
5: not come to pass. That's
7: very. But uh, this uh, is
6: so fractured in comparison to those.
5: I was very curious, I was wondering why they didn't put the Justice League character clips at the end of the movie. It's very odd, they're building up to this battle between Batman and Superman and then there's that scene which just has nothing to do with anything, where he's just looking at the clips. Fan payoff. Uh, I just thought, why not yeah. put that at the end of the film?
6: I spo- yeah, I mean, I suppose because it gives more reason for Affleck to kind of say, let's get the gang together, guys. Maybe they
5: were worried about the perception would be that they were copying Marvel if they started doing stings at the end. Maybe that's why they didn't do one. It's quite yeah, noticeable that, yeah. that they not do one. It's not their thing, one. is it? I think it's very much why they're not doing I mean, doing they're it. trying to differentiate themselves. But,
7: but it doesn't have to um, be a sting.
5: It can be, you know,
7: the end of the story is this, not, you know, wait till the end of the credits and you'll get it. It can be
5: part of the story, but it can come, you know. The ending is already extraordinarily protracted. I think if you started <laughs> adding more scenes on after the funeral it was yeah but at the same point you
7: if, you if all you're doing is switching the scenes then you've got to the ending quicker anyway so you're not as i don't know uh,
5: i guess batman and wonder woman have uh, have that scene where they talk about forming the justice league which wouldn't make sense if batman had not already seen the clips but i don't know what do, what do we think of the actual clips of the i'm sure that'll be a question but oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> <So many laughs> did matches. that make you want to see an aquaman movie or a cyborg movie
6: Personally, for me, I'm the hugest Ezra Miller fan. So that bit for me, I was very excited to see him. But other than that, I think... Um, Chris, you were saying... Um, yeah, you were saying about James one that you don't think he probably had any kind of say in what the Aquaman little bit he looked did. like. He
0: didn't. No, I mean, so um, it
6: all feels very like... here's the char- Just presenting the characters, but there's no yeah. identity. There's no kind of personality. You get a slight look from Ezra. But other than that, I mean, Cyborg just is on a back wall. <laughs> like, there's nothing... Yeah. Of any interest to to newbies, I think
0: that that's purely that that sequence, the Metahuman sequence, is purely for the fans. I actually yeah. think that you know, obviously, it slows down the movie a little bit where it comes, but it does make sense in terms of Bruce has already seen this stuff; he knows mm. the clips. I mean, you could have yeah. a sequence earlier on where you see Bruce watching this stuff and going, "What?" Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important that that uh, Wonder Woman, Diana, she's never actually called Diana in the film. You get the the stewardess calling her Miss Prince, Miss Prince but yeah. otherwise, um, you get Wonder Woman now she's aware of the metahumans so she's she's able to uh, process that information and suddenly go hang on there are more people like me and superman and batman in the world oh that's interesting okay let's let's see what we can do with this i thought when
5: batman visits lex in his prison cell at the end of the film i thought that was why he was going to see him was to get more information on the metahumans but he doesn't really mention it yeah Yeah. because surely lex probably has more information
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> Quite I, I think. I, yeah, maybe I think, get the feeling that Oscars pretty much get all his, to
5: the logos and stuff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I get the feeling all his information's in there, and I think uh, I think a large part of Justice League will be uh, preoccupied with the the hunt for for these guys. Um, you know, finding Aquaman is you know, like a drop in the ocean, isn't it? Really, <laughs> yeah. How are you gonna How are you gonna do that? Um, a yeah, um, couple of points you raised I earlier, mean, yeah. Jason Momoa was cast before James Wan came on to mm-hmm. Aquaman um, you, yeah, and that's something that obviously is going to happen across all these extended universes going forward whether it's Marvel or mm-hmm. Star Wars you're going to get directors coming on to work with people that they had no say in casting yeah. um, but I do wonder you know is Jason Momoa the right person to play this character going forward oh, really? um, I thought you know, cause I think everyone's been slightly sceptical maybe about the casting of that character um, should be should be Adrian Grenier, he's, he's, he's furious. And I was oh, hoping Vinnie. that this scene, uh, you know, when we got to see him strut his funky stuff in, yeah. in Dawn of Justice, that it would dispel all the doubts, And you go, oh, well, that's why they cast Jason Momoa. But instead, all we get is a scene of him swimming and punching the camera.
6: Yeah, it should have been like a, a moment.
0: Yeah.
5: yeah, it just seemed weirdly underwritten. It and seems it, and- like you have the opportunity to craft a little vignette and yeah. just have a little bit of lightness or a little bit of wit or something just have Aquaman the very first time that anyone has seen this character on the big mm-hmm. screen have something. Have him do something memorable
6: and he was just like blue steeling down just, the camera he was just sort of a
5: man glaring at a camera <laughs> and then he swims off and it's just like I don't know if I want to see a whole film about that based on that Lack of hopefully he won't injury. be glaring down the camera for the whole film I mean, it might. Yeah. it's just him breaking different cameras <laughs> that'd be amazing it's just like a faux documentary where they're just hunting yeah. him down and he just breaks a camera
0: and they have to find another one Werner Herzog has to be sent okay, in to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's a film Werner Herzog and James Cameron team up to go into to find Aquaman to find Aquaman, to, uh, find Aquaman. Oh. That'd, that'd be amazing mm. the, the, all, those, all those character moments I mean Wonder Woman what we'll talk about <laughs> oh God! this is taking so long but Wonder Woman we'll talk about uh, soon but The Flash is the one I'm most excited about I think Ezra Miller is a fantastic fantastic actor I'm not wild about the choice of director in that movie Seth Graham Smith but nevertheless um, he's a fantastic actor and that scene is kind of indicates that you could have fun with that character if it is indeed uh, Barry Allen yeah. Uh, whoever, whichever version of the character he's going to end up playing um, yeah. I think you can have fun with that Cyborg and, you know I've, listen I've said this in the podcast before I don't think there was a, a clamour for a Cyborg movie before Dawn of Justice and I certainly don't think there is one now uh, I st- will still be surprised if that movie gets made but there it is it's a man on a rack screaming that's what that is yeah, yeah. is it going to be like a Saw type
5: film I don't know someone, someone did point out that um, that the Flash basically causes more damage than the value of the money the guy would have taken from <laughs> the like till he trashes the whole store um, and also, there's sound effects when he moves, but there aren't any sound effects on the video until then. <coughs> pedant alert. <Yeah. laughs> um,
0: anyway, but I'm excited about the Flash. I think I think it could be fun. I think Ezra Miller playing a sort of greasy, oh. mm. greasy, oh. a greasy sort of you know hip version of that character it could be quite fun. The TV show um, is great. I've never seen the TV show. I have got the first season. And the TV I've, show know, is great. Got to, I've got to get around. I really, I'm really oh. intrigued by the uh, the Flash Supergirl team up that happened this week. I really want to see that because apparently that's that's more fun. Yeah. Than Yep. And another film you can mention Right let's have another question Here's a, a Quite long question From Rob Cross He says uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start I'll finish with the big point um, there, uh, Why didn't Superman See the explosives In the wheelchair With his x-ray vision uh, That's explained To Superman himself Clark says himself I wasn't looking I, You know, He'd switched off At that point So he wasn't He wasn't scanning it To see whether Scoop McNary was a one. Why didn't he see The jar of piss <laughs> That's the bigger question who, who goes into a room looking for a jar of piss? Nick, certainly I don't. <laughs> Always, when you're around. <laughs> uh, why does Batman put a, a tracking device on a truck and then proceed to chase after it, shooting wildly? Um, yeah. that's I've got, a,
5: I've got a, a follow-up question to that. There are two tracking devices in this film. Both of them make a loud beeping noise. It's like, if you're making a secret tracking device, <laughs> maybe don't make one that goes
4: beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep, beep. It's like,
5: what purpose has that got? <laughs> <laughs> Two different devices. What's the second? The first one is the one that um, Jimmy oh, yes. Olsen has. Jimmy Olsen. And the second is the Batman one, and both of them are shown in close-up beeping extraordinarily loudly. It was an interesting decision by the sound editor.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just to show that this thing is a tracking device. Beep. Beep. Yeah, why does Batman put a tracking device in the truck and then proceed to chase it after it's shooting wildly? Uh, that's a very, very good question. Uh, also, in that, in that sequence, Batman kills people he kills people in the dream sequence and some people are angry about that because batman obviously doesn't kill but in this one he does kill and he literally if you watch it you can actually see it if you slow it down when you get in the blu-ray he drives his batmobile out of the 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 building on the second floor of the building into the truck and drives it into a guy's face you actually see it and that guy ain't coming back from that he ain't coming back from that so batman does kill people in this movie are we you know, where do we where do we stand in that absolutely fine <laughs> Johnny's got no problem with it. He grew up in the North. He's fine with vigilantes killing people. No, I mean, in terms
7: of Batman's character, I'm absolutely fine with it. Batman killed for, like... At the start of the comics, Batman killed people. That is a... That is a if you really know your comics, which I don't. But,
0: but I know well, this. A quick Google search.
7: I know this. That Batman did kill people at the start of the comics and, you know,
0: him not killing... But was they moved Earth. away gradually. But, you
7: know, yeah. I mean, he, you have
0: he, different he, eras of Batman. Why can't... Superman at one point held a gun. You, you, you can't really... You know, when a characters find its feet in the you know, in the early thirties and forties, you can't, you know, gradually they evolve to have a character driver. So, yeah. you, you, kill, you evolve you evolve back and forth
7: and you you know, the character parameters can change, you know, because you know, Batman, you know, used to have um that sharp repellent spray and now he probably doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> like, I mean that was just a different era of Batman. And I don't understand why you can't have a different interpretation of this character based on things that are actually in his past, anyway, does yeah. no one
5: does no one ever get killed in a Marvel film?
0: Oh yeah, loads of people. That's that's, oh, that's one of the things that's kind of weird to me that um, you know Captain America, who by and large doesn't kill in the comic books, is offing people left, right, and centre in the, in the Marvel movies, and no one seems to be getting their niggers in a twist yeah. about that. But Batman, I think, is is more of a the you know, People put I, him on a pedestal in a way, mm. and I feel that you know it's. But it, it, I think that shows how much the character in this movie has yeah. become bitter and. I kind of don't time. have a
5: problem with it to be honest.
0: I, I have more of a problem with Superman.
5: Because I think you want to show the differences between Batman and Superman. That could be one of the differences. Yeah, in the the way they go about cleaning up the city.
0: Yeah, for example, like at the beginning of the film, when he saves Lois from the evil terrorist warlord bloke in Nairobi, mm-hmm. not Nairobi, Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Um, he flies him through what three walls at the speed of sound. I mm. mean, that's that guy's at least going to Holby City. <laughs> He's not he's
5: not walking away from that it's okay because he's definitely a terrorist because uh, Lois Lane asked are you a terrorist <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's <was laughs> established that he was no I'm a journalist you <laughs> said yeah no I'm a journalist
0: <laughs> no a no journalist? I'm a journalist and Jimmy Olsen goes I'm a CIA agent <laughs> oh, what's that happening let me see the script again yeah, yeah. where was the Daily Planet 's uh, obituary for Jimmy Olsen That's so what Superman so Superman does
5: uh, take someone out yeah yeah But I've, I've got more yeah. of a problem with that okay
0: well, he he certainly he <laughs> severely massac- injures him, He's he because he, he being framed because thousands been, at the end
5: of Man of Steel. If he's being framed for killing a bunch of people, which he hasn't done, it kind of detracts from that. If he has killed somebody in the same scene, it's just that's just weird, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm guessing that he doesn't actually kill that guy that he just leaves him with severe spinal injuries. Um, which is absolutely fine and heroic and the sort of thing you want to so, Go to the do. NHS, the Nairobi yeah. health service. So the question from <laughs> Rob Cross was, uh, what was Lex
7: Luthor's motivation? He's evil. He's a super villain. Next question.
6: Daddy.
5: Um a daddy, yeah, daddy issues. He's uh, he knows things. It bugs me. He knows he knows too much. He knows stuff that... How does he know that Clark Kent is Superman? How does he figure that out? I mean,
7: it's, it's less how does he know that and more... Why does he not use that information to not be in jail at the end? Like, <laughs> break me out or I'll tell everyone your secret. I mean, you can say that to Superman or no, to Superman's Batman. Superman's not around, Or Or you can, well, can say it to Batman then, because he certainly knows Batman's yeah. uh, secret uh, identity. He could say it to her. Wonder Woman. He has files on all these people. Why is he not using this information? Why is he happy in his cell at the end?
6: Well, by that point, he's crackers, so no-one's going to believe him anyway, are they?
7: So he's Jim Carrey at the end of uh, Batman Forever. The elements,
0: maybe of that, mm. possibly. But you're right. I mean there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of times in this movie where people have information that they choose to do nothing with it. So Batman Batman is warned by the Flash. Flash comes back specifically, goes to great lengths, you'd imagine, to run back in time and go, "Hey, Batman, Lois Lane is the key. She's the key," uh, which. Batman does nothing with that information whatsoever um, Clark Kent figures out on their first meeting with Bruce Wayne his first meeting with Bruce Wayne that Bruce um, my reading of that is he figures out that Bruce and Batman are one and the same yeah. mm-hmm. you know he's not, he's not daft does nothing with that information. And I would have liked personally a scene where maybe he shows up in the cave a Superman and goes, I know where you live. I know where you are. I could, you know, I could I could trash. Whoops. Like a cat in a, pushing something over from the table <laughs> just pushes a Batmobile off a cliff. Oops. Oops. <laughs> I could do that. Oh, what a shame. I, you know, I would have liked a scene like that. And, um, you know, you do wonder about some of the information. But Zack Snyder said a little bit and we discussed a little bit in the conversation that, you know, for him secret identities are daft. And, it, it, you know, he sounds like just the right man to be directing, <laughs> <laughs> but he's right in a way. I mean, the, the old joke about Superman is, you know, out Lewis Lane is a rubbish journalist because literally her boyfriend puts on a pair of glasses she can't tell the difference between him and Superman, and and they they like blew that apart in the in Man of Steel by having her figure out that Clark Kent and Superman yeah. were the same in about thirty seconds, and that's fine. So why can't someone else make that same leap? <laughs> it's it, you know, we all do. We all go well. Henry Cavill as Clark Kent and Henry Cavill as Superman. Look. Identical. I mean, I think they part their hair slightly differently. So, you know, and the Clark Kent in this movie doesn't differentiate himself from Superman that much. It's not like the Chris Reeve version of the character who's stumbling and bumbling and mm-hmm. faffing around and stammering and all sorts. No, yeah, you're right. He's not playing like a dual performance at all, is no. he? He's just put some glasses on. <laughs> he just put we- some glasses on and, and drop boxes. That's, 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 all, <laughs> that's what he does. Then we don't so- really
6: get enough, to- enough time with Clark to even know what he's like anyway. No true
5: but but we have had a movie with Clark. No, we haven't.
7: There's no. one scene at the end of Man
2: literally of Steel where he's the three,
5: end. there's literally the last very last scene. No, but he's Clark in up. Smallville.
7: Yeah, he's yeah, he's
0: the, always the, Clark. The Clark in Man yeah. of Steel and and the Clark at the end of of Man of Steel are the same person. There's no he's not doing a performance no, he's got glasses, as Clark Kent. He's got glasses, he's a different person. But but apart from that, I think it's it's mm. uh, it's interesting that, that Zack Snyder's made a choice, by and large, to do away with secret identities. And, that you know, that mm. that's fun by having... But you're right, Lex Luthor doesn't really do an awful lot with that information. And also Bruce Maybe Wayne... Maybe he's like, everyone must know this. I mean, it's so obvious. It is so I, I don't need to say it, because yeah. everyone knows. By, everyone, I wonder, Fishman, doesn't he? Yeah, because a lot of people thought that Man of Steel, he did know that Clark and Superman were one and the same. But it's made very explicit in this movie that he doesn't.
6: I felt like towards the end he was kind of clocking onto it. But well, then I was like mm.
0: Surely it must have dawned on him then <laughs> so you know that did convenient. worry me a little bit at the end when they it did surprise me a little bit when they they didn't just come clean at the end and the you know, go, the Daily Planet yeah. goes Superman's dead and then page thirty seven. Clark Kent also died covering <laughs> the uh the, the battle uh, mm. in Gotham and you're kinda of going oh, come on Perry Especially really? if there's, like the only two casualties, <laughs> the only two casualties looked identical. <laughs> you know, why did not they just age. why don't they just come out with it then and go? What do they have to lose by saying yes? All along, we didn't realize this, but it looks like it looks like one of our guys was Superman. mean what? You know, what have they got to lose by by saying that? Can they get sued? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by, by who? By people who might be I don't know. But Lex sue anyone for anything they <sighs> say. Oh, <laughs> it's just...
5: awful, isn't it? But Lex's plan. It's a, it's kind of a bigger issue, but he, he's got several plans going on. Doomsday, <laughs> I guess Doomsday is a contingency plan, but for what? For in case Batman and Superman didn't kill each other. But he's
0: already got it. He's already made it. You know, he can't undo Doomsday. He's right. by the time Superman arrives back at the scout ship, having not to cut off Batman's head, or you know, and Batman hasn't killed Superman. Doomsday's already on the way, and. Um, so- Let's figure out exactly how many plans he's got. He's got the kryptonite,
5: which he doesn't end up using because it gets taken from him.
0: Because his plan is all along to have Batman steal it. Really? it seems to me no. because whenever that, no. whenever he goes into LexCorp and sees he talks about it he talks about it on the rooftop with Lois he goes 18 months of push 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 when finally the seeds are planted I'm paraphrasing wildly but <laughs> and when he goes into LexCorp and he sees that the kryptonite has been stolen by Batman he even does a little sinister smile just just a little yeah, hint just to, just to make you think hmm okay yes everything is proceeding as I have foreseen yeah. Um, which is which is a bit of a leap.
4: Mm.
0: Okay, <laughs> right, I didn't get imagine. that. I didn't get that. Okay, okay so he, yeah, yeah. Why okay. doesn't he weaponize the kryptonite himself? Why does he wait for someone else to steal it? I mean, he's a super duper clever clog scientist bloke, right? So why doesn't he put some kryptonite in the wheelchair bomb that Scoot McNary is sitting on top of and see what that does to Superman? I thought, I thought I thought that's what where it was I going. Thought,
6: yeah, I thought that's was what was going to happen as well.
0: So that's plan one, Kryptonite. Plan two is to try and get Batman, and Superman to kill each other.
5: Uh, yeah, by blowing up Congress. That's that's presumably to push Batman into fighting Superman.
0: It's 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 one of the things.
5: Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has a plan to um, kidnap the Martha. Yeah,
7: the
2: Nairobi
5: thing. Yeah, there's just a lot going on but none of it seems very obvious of what what
0: he's trying to achieve from any of it meanwhile you have Lois Lane slowly beginning to realise that Lex Luthor is the guy behind it before she can do anything with that information Lex Luthor kidnaps her uh, my theory is that Lois Lane could be cut from this entire film because whoa that's even more hardcore than my you can cut Holly Honda and Scoop McNary from the film I got poo-pooed for that no I agree with that because I think you can cut
7: Superman <laughs> <laughs> just
0: a Batman fighting himself
5: at the end I think she's the most underserved uh, character in the film Uh, especially on the second viewing she gets rescued twice Yeah, she has got the bath scene Um, (laughs) and she's sort of faffing about with the whole bullet subplot which doesn't come to anything
0: not really I mean, she
5: never finishes her investigation or she gets the information, but she doesn't use it in any way.
0: Nor do we learn why Lex has given his people experimental bullets that could be traced back to him. We don't really learn that either. Why not just give them normal bullets and lapse? Yeah. We do
6: learn that Perry can summon a helicopter like that. That's someone you want to know, isn't it? Because <laughs> he gets that so quickly for her.
5: Have you not been told about our helicopter?
0: <laughs> you can use it, it's just upstairs. It's really small and it's made of Lego, but you can use it. <laughs> At a moment's notice, yeah. Oh, no. All newspapers and magazines have a helicopter. That's, <laughs> oh, that's the most unrealistic thing in this It gets really crowded
7: on the top of this building, obviously, because we've got heat and closer and Grazia here and all the helicopters vying <laughs> for <laughs>
0: helipad space. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Lex, Lex's plan ultimately I mean, is, so he puts Batman, he pits Batman and Superman against each other, but just in case he builds this unstoppable Kryptonian mutant thing that, that he won't be able to control in any way. But I think I think that's a, a nod to sort of 50s science fiction movies. He's the scientist who feels he can control things. You're like in The Thing for Another World, there's a scientist who believes he can communicate with a creature and reason with the creature, and I think that's a, a kind of nod to people like that.
5: Was that why he put his own blood into Doomsday so that Doomsday wouldn't attack him? Because it I looks so. like Doomsday, the very first thing he does is try and attack Lex.
0: Yeah, he he gets it massively
5: wrong. <laughs> Which I thought was weird. It's like... That'd be interesting if he comes to attack Lex and then sort of senses, you know, that he, their family or whatever. And yeah, or you get a scene where Lex is like,
7: "Oh, hello, my child," and then you know he rips his head off, <laughs> pats him on the head. <laughs> either of those, either
0: of those would have been a I very they, quick little beat. Yeah, or you yeah. go to a park in Metropolis and have fun. They're on the swings, <laughs> the swings. or you have an ice cream together. You know, it could be, it could be fun. I mean, I'm thinking about
7: now uh, Superman returns, and Lex's plan didn't make a lot of sense in that either. That was the real estate plan, you know, on the jagged rocks. Yeah. Mm. I mean, is that just a
0: thing about Lex Luthor? His plans are (laughs) inherently stupid and... Well, his plan in Superman the movie is to basically uh, destroy California, pitch it into the sea. So all the real estate he's bought, which is rubbish, will become prime real estate because California is gone. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense (laughs) either. Uh, But maybe that's just... Maybe his Achilles heel. But he's someone who's clearly driven by rage and daddy issues in a, in a sense of as Jeremy Irons says, powerlessness. He says in you're powerlessness. Um yeah, so you see someone who's who's driven by those those feelings, but I don't think it necessarily uh coheres into a into a uh, an, an all round decent scheme. I mean, mm-hmm. building a monster that you don't have a um, there's no way to destroy a Doomsday. He doesn't really think that through, I think. So he could be ultimately the ruler of a big smoking pile of rubble if mm-hmm. Doomsday had it his way. Uh, but let's talk about, before we get into other things, I think we're covering a lot of the things that people have asked, but um, let's talk about Batman and Superman themselves. I mean, there are three meetings in the, in the film. Uh, they're spaced out pretty evenly, I'd say, probably about the 30-minute mark, the hour mark, and the 90, 95. The, the fight comes about two hours in, actually, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Something somewhere late, like that. Yeah. So the, you know, fairly evenly. So the first meetings between Clark and Bruce uh, were Clark Kent, Beat reporter for the Daily Planet doesn't seem to know who Bruce Wayne is, but that's neither here nor there. If he's covering a different city. He's he is covering a different city, which is thirty miles away. But I didn't realize how close they were. That was lucky, wasn't it? It's <laughs> it's fortunate, fortunate. Yeah, I mean obviously there's 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 precedent for it, but um, yeah, you could argue that they they were moved just to facilitate the, the story. I don't know why. they wouldn't do that. they wouldn't do that. That would be that would be daft. Um, but yeah, so what do we think of the first meeting of Clark and Bruce? At the uh, at the party. At Lex Luthor's party. For the library. Yes. <laughs> Where Lex has a meltdown on stage and, and no one goes, that guy's too Blah, blah, evil. blah, open bar, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's quite a good speech. <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: Um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm struggling to remember the exact dialogue between the
6: two of them. Just kind of follows him, doesn't he? For the most part.
7: Well, I mean, we do assume mm. in that meeting, as Lex is introducing them, that he knows exactly who Clark Kent and Superman are and exactly yeah. who... Yeah. So, I mean, it makes more... S- I mean, he says, oh, look, Bruce Wayne is meeting Clark Kent, which is like... I mean, that's crazy. It's like saying, Chris Hewitt is meeting uh,
5: Richard Branson. and oh, like, I? I mean, uh, <laughs> when? But, like, who would <laughs> who would make a, a thing of that? Well, yeah, that that was odd. That was odd. I didn't know why Lex would know... I know he'd know what who um, Bruce Wayne is, but how would he know who Clark Kent is? I mean... Just to, unless he knows his secret identity, in which case he's just given away that he knows it. Um, he, yeah. It's just it's,
7: it's an odd
5: it's one of those odd scenes that is written for, uh, for the trailer people,
7: well for the trailer, but for people <laughs> watching the film rather than from, for actually serving the film, mm. the
5: plot of the film. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. But there were some nice moments. I liked how he shakes um, Clark's hand. and goes, mm-hmm. ooh, Look at that grip. You know, there's, there's just nice moments in it there are some nice homoerotic moments there
0: <laughs> yeah I, I, I just thought the uh, that, that, that first meeting was could have had a little bit more fun to it maybe you know, a little bit more sparky banter report, get into it very very quickly you know, what's your opinion about vigilante and Gotham well I think he's awesome what do you think about Superman well, I think he's awesome <laughs> okay then we both think the people we are are awesome <laughs> that's great um it could have been a little bit more, but I quite like the fact that Clark figured out that Bruce was, was Batman fairly quickly and then obviously he started following him down mm-hmm. the, the stairs. He didn't need to. So He's got x-ray vision. He can see where he, where he goes. It's um, <laughs> very true. The, 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 the best, my favourite thing about that uh, party sequence is that Wonder Woman is there. Diana Prince is there. Um, she's at a party mm-hmm. thrown by the guy who has pictorial evidence that she is like centuries old. Mm-hmm. And Lex Luthor doesn't seem to notice that she's there. I wonder if there's a deleted scene there. This is the thing There's a lot of scenes in this movie, sadly, where you could go, I wonder if there's a deleted scene that makes sense of what's happening here. Yeah. Um, but, but of course my, there's nothing. Yeah, maybe. But my thing about that is, why is she at that party? She seems to be at the party on the off chance that someone will break into Lex Luthor's computer and steal the, the photograph that she's been trying to get hold of. But, I guess. Wait, but
7: sh- he's not stealing it. He's just ma- he's just cloning it. Precisely. So he still has the photo. So yeah. why does she need that copy? Yeah. Does she just want to frame it? Is it, yeah. is it? Does she not have her own copy and she needs it? Like, what is it for? Maybe she left a flash drive
0: at home. Oh. <laughs> But anyway, that's, that's 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 that that just tickled me about that meeting. that's just you know, you know, I'll turn up on the party in the off chance that someone might steal. Oh, hey, look! There's someone is stealing uh, Lex Luthor's files. Awesome! I will get yeah, in. Yeah, what was the yeah, relevance? What was so. the
5: relevance of the um, CCTV footage of uh, Diana Prince using the ATM machine ATM. that Lex had? I didn't understand just, that. It, it,
0: it was just con- confirmation that she exists in the modern world and has a bank account. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, ATM machines. Yeah, for I facial just recognition I, I software. Was trying to figure
5: out the relevance of the fact she was in Paris and using a bank machine, but
0: it was just. Um, I think that he maybe had facial recognition software set up that that had a ping, that had a hit on her, and uh, and uh, there he goes, there she is. But in I mean, it could have been. It could have been a
5: situation like that photo of Nicolas Cage during the Civil War. <laughs> it could have been like that. <laughs> you would swear that that was real, but it's not really fact, is
0: it? Yeah, absolutely. It? Also. Um, well this is true Nicholas Cage the uh, centuries old vampire, vampire actor <laughs> explains a lot um, but a lot of people have been writing in as well going did you spot Chris Pine in the photograph of uh, Wonder Woman yeah. in yes we did spot Chris Pine <laughs> of course um, I didn't from, on the first go. to be fair did
4: you not
7: I love it people have been think? writing in saying did you spot Nick Cage uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Johnny's convinced that the guy who kills Batman's parents no, long no longer <laughs> <laughs> I've dispute some of the notions, but Cage. he does look like Nick Cage you're right Don't he does think he does but you would know it would be Nick Cage because he'd be going I'm killing your parents I've got in a fact being- this
5: is this is a real footnote sorry about this a footnote to a footnote to a footnote I don't know where we're going with this podcast anymore the it's- actor who plays young Bruce Wayne has also played young Johnny, Johnny Knoxville
6: <laughs> whoa
5: <laughs> and I've got a footnote to that I've got a footnote to that I figured out I looked up his age and I figured out how old Bruce Wayne is in this film
0: okay okay He's 46 He's 46 He's 46 I was going to say 42 But okay that's good 46 Yeah Because 46. the actor playing
5: The young Bruce Wayne In 1981 is 11 Trust me I've done the math okay. i crunched but, Okay
7: but when you get Child actors Like how old was Edward Furlong When he played 10 year old uh, John Connor He was 37 years old <laughs> But I think You know Kid actors do play Two to three years op- like they are two, three years older than the characters that they play. At, I've, done the at, mass. Do yeah. know, I've done the maths, Johnny. I've done the maths.
0: Look at Jacob Tremblay, who plays uh, a five-year-old in Room, and he's like fifteen or sixteen now. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, who's Full Hanks and Big played? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, good point, but also, would, but that scene, okay, set in anyone, but shot probably in two thousand fourteen when that actor was nine. Mm. So I'm saying he's forty-four, and I think
7: he's, yeah. I think
0: he's probably playing
7: you know he's two years old in the character he's playing so I'm saying he's 42 which brings us back to your
0: original age 42 and what's the meaning of life? Mm. 42. Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> um, why are the Waynes bringing their kid to see Excalibur? you don't no, know apparently they're that that's what apparently that that's show.
5: Well, there's a poster of Cesaro there is a poster of Zoro
0: Ben Miller says did anyone notice Chris Pine next to Wonder Woman in her 1918 picture we've already t- said that yes it mm-hmm. is Chris Pine it's Steve Trevor next to Wonder Woman but anyone spot Ewan Bremner? yes at the end, the other two actors I can't identify, as yet, they're not listed on IMDb, but uh, Ewan Bremner, Spud. Do you Spud? Mean he gets his own logo, Lex Luthor design logo? Oh, maybe. Maybe he does. It's a potato. <laughs> maybe he does. Um, uh, Ewan Bremner from Trainspotting I hope there's a sequence in Wonder Woman where he covers someone in, in human feces. <laughs> maybe that's why she goes away for 100 years. <laughs> like, I can't
5: handle another one of those. <laughs>
0: 100 years ago, really, I had to watch you in sheets.
7: That's really up in the ante on peach tea, and he does it first. <laughs> it's like the problem with uh, Temple Granny's of Doom chocolate brownie mix. <laughs> the problem with Temple of Doom that that the, he get, meets two swordsmen, and shoots them, and, and then but tries to shoot them and can't. And that's, you know, it's up in the ante on the Raiders joke. But the problem is, it's a prequel,
0: so it doesn't really work. It's like that. Oh my god! All right. Yep. um Tetchy Boozer, which is a great name, says, if Bruce Wayne was so determined to find out who the white Portuguese was, why didn't he just Google it, like normal people do? But that's my point about the white Portuguese. It's a plot development taken from the naked gun. Do you remember the naked gun? Frank uh, Nordberg says, I love you to Frank. And Frank is trying to figure out the significance of I love you. Then he finds out that I love you is the name of a boat. And George Kennedy, like great George Kennedy, even says it. Frank, when Nordberg said I love you, he was talking about a A ship Which Frank replies I see that Now Now I just love that And I love that The exact same thing happens In um, In Dawn of Justice (laughs) Master Bruce When when, when You said The White Portuguese You were talking about a boat It's a small thing But it tickled me Um, The White Portuguese Of course Is The name of a boat Uh, Paul Stapleton says How quickly Seeing how quickly The US fires nukes At Superman Do you think the president On the other end of the phone Is Donald Trump (laughs) What do we think about that Well we know who it is Don't we We do know who it is We we don't know his name But it's, it's Patrick Wilson uh, it is Patrick Wilson. Uh da, 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 da. and someone else says will the justice league film uh will the justice league film focus on the fact that the American military detonates a nuclear weapon in the upper atmosphere of the planet um the nuclear fallout would probably have a tiny bit of impact on the planet. Yeah, I quite like that scene where they go they're clear enough of the atmosphere now for us to fire a nuclear missile and have no problems. Um <laughs> yeah, just just do it and shut up. Anyone have a problem
7: with that? So far? Well, I mean if we're accepting a, a man can indeed fly,
5: then <laughs> If they if they're saying that's the rule, that's the rule. They
7: know.
0: That's the rule. That's it's the rule. A weird, it's
5: a weird thing about this film that it's it sort of says something about how busy it is that I keep forgetting that a nuclear bomb goes off at the end. <laughs> like there's so much going on. That I keep forgetting that there's a, nu- a
0: nuke yeah. goes off. I've forgotten until I that forgot question. That. Yeah. Same.
6: I've seen it twice. Same. Yeah. And
5: that's I mean, there's something wrong with that, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Batman's flying around in his uh, in his bat-, bat wing and he he looks up and he goes, Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, not another one. Uh, the same person, sorry, I'm so sorry I didn't write down your name, uh, has points out that Batfleck would be dead since the radiation poisoning he'd get from being in proximity to Doomsday uh, at the end would be pretty strong. Because Doomsday, of course, is a direct hit from a nuclear missile. He'd have a lot of radiation. Mm-hmm. What do we think of... I, I quite like the beginning where, <laughs> um, uh, where we see the the Battle of Metropolis from a from a different view. I really, really like that. But so- anyone loves the fact that... Um, uh Jack, the guy who works for Wayne Financial, he is unable to figure out that he should evacuate the building. That was his crazy. Boss. I think
6: we should go now, you think?
0: That he was
5: I mean he wrong. was a real job surfer. He was waiting for personal authorization <laughs> oh, no, no. from his boss before he left. It's like oh. just go, mate, it's all right. But like, I, just, you think, like, you should probably leave the building now. That's
7: only assuming that, that you know, that that building's definitely going to be hit
5: no well, come on
7: it, this is carnage across the entire well, so, city there are so, buildings so why, coming down why are everywhere. you better off on the street where a building might fall on
0: you I, I would have left it yeah I would have left if it. I was that high up mm.
6: I'd be gone yeah long gone
0: yeah if I saw a building 10 blocks away exploding and I'd, I'd be gone but it, it also it, it personalizes doesn't it by having Jack in there having Jack die like, who is Jack I want to know more about Jack who is this guy? But yeah, super, uh, Batman. At the end of the movie, there's an interesting point I think to be made by, uh, well, I hope anyway, that they may have a problem going forward with the Justice League because at the end of the movie you have Doomsday, Wonder Woman, and Superman going at it, hammer and tongs, in you end of fans, and like firing heat beams at each other and running around. These two indestructible beings fighting another indestructible being, and you basically have Batman watching, going, um, "Ooh." <laughs> Ooh, what do I, do? I mean, he leaps behind some rubble. He fires the odd kryptonite grenade. He fires the odd kryptonite grenade, but mainly he's running away from Doomsday in that in sequence. And he, you know, it's a it's a problem that, that Marvel have as well, with their slightly less powerful characters next to living gods. How do you how do you rectify that going forward?
6: They provide like little distractions. I don't know. Sometimes, I think that's quite needed. Oh, that's a good point, though. Mm. He needs to up his game.
0: He needs to up his game. Um, world's greatest detective, world's smartest man, Bruce Wayne, uh, decides to, when he sees the havoc that Doomsday is wreaking, and he realises the Kryptonian spear is the only thing that can kill Doomsday, decides to lure Doomsday to where the spear is rather than going to get the spear in his flying uh, bat plane and then bring it back to Doomsday. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it, in the heat of battle?
7: Yeah. We've had this problem ourselves. That you know, you're in in you know, you're making a decision just like that, just like that, and you know, <laughs> it's not necessarily the right one. But you know, you've got to you've got to stick with your your first thought. I think if you if you if you're starting to lure, then don't stop
0: luring. Just continue to lure. <laughs> continue to lure. That's
6: great advice, Johnny. Thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, John Izzard asks, and uh, Nick, you know this. You were in set of Suicide Squad. Is Suicide Squad set pre or post Dodge, which is his DOJ?
5: Oh, Dodge. Um, it's set after. I don't know. I mean, um, that's a very, very good question. That's a very, very good question. I'm guessing it's set after. I'm guessing it's set after. I would be it very makes, surprised.
0: Yeah. I mean, clearly there's reference to the Joker in this. There's obviously the clear implication that a Robin has mm-hmm. died. Yeah. And I mean, the Joker was responsible. And there's Joker graffiti uh, all over the, the building at the end, which I thought was my Manor, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, um, uh, perhaps someone can write it and correct us on that one but uh, there's, there's I, wonder, yeah. I do wonder if there'll be a connection between Lex
5: Luthor and Amanda Waller because obviously she's been doing her research and collecting metahumans and she's collected mm-hmm. about ten of them so mm. she's more up on it than than anyone so I wonder if they've been sharing information or whatever
0: mm. uh, Do we have any problems I guess with the slight retconning of, of the, the DC Extended Universe in terms of um, having Batman being active for 20 years, does that diminish in any way the world's surprise upon seeing Superman for the first time, given that they've already had a costumed adventure running around? Obviously nowhere near as powerful as Superman, but he's not the first of his kind in Man of Steel. Is that is, it, is that a small thing, or am I just... Uh, I don't think uh, so. I don't no. think so. I mean, there's such
5: a such a huge difference between a vigilante who's catching
0: small-time crooks. I loved your pronunciation of that word. Vigilante. <laughs> it just classes it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dispensing vigilante yeah, no, justice. another vigilante <laughs> oh.
5: on the streets. I will um, shoot you in the face. Yeah, I, I think there's a huge gulf between a man who can fly and a man who, um, you know, has has some nice guns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So second, uh... an attire. <laughs> Big tire <laughs> Huge tire yeah. uh, Second meeting between Batman and Superman Is the, uh, the bit where I think it's the, the film's most quotable line Do you bleed You will You will You will, you will bleed uh, Which wh- I like I like I yeah. think
5: it needed more of that Kind of comic
0: Hard-boiled
5: Kind of comic booky di- Memorable dialogue I thought that was a nice <laughs> little Although Superman doesn't hear The second half of it Because he's flying off Of
0: course he does He's got super hearing Oh yeah <laughs> He can hear Lois <laughs> Lane's Heartbeat in Africa Good point But I don't know if he's Listening for it uh, He's a creepy stalker man Isn't he a little bit it would have been better if he'd come back Sorry, what did you say (laughs) (laughs) that man's like no I didn't say anything no I I definitely heard you you said something I was
7: was listening to Lois Lane's heartbeat in Africa (laughs) but I definitely heard you say something as well
5: No, I I definitely just said do you read do you you read
0: you you will you should read this it's uh, very very good um, what if I? Why, why am I threatening a living god in front of him? <laughs> I haven't thought this through. Um, what, what, do, you, do you like that bit? Well, I like, you your, I like
5: your idea. Now you've said it about the, you know the encounter in the Batcave. I would have liked to have seen that. Mm. Um, but I thought this was fine. It's very brief. Yeah. Bounces uh, bounces the Batmobile off him. Yeah. Mm. And then they swap a couple of lines. And Superman comes off as a bit of a dick in that scene, doesn't he? He does, doesn't yeah. he? Um, very, it's interesting the you know,
0: the ideological conflict between Batman and Superman, given that they're essentially doing the same thing. I mean, Superman, Batman's obviously branding people. He's not doing, you know, he's he's going the extra mile. You could argue, of course, Superman is driving terrorist warlords through walls at the speed of sound. But aren't they doing the same thing? Why? Yeah, why I do wonder that- if maybe Lex should have framed batman as
5: well you know why not frame both of them to make each to to drive each other apart why not plant evidence on the you Mm. know so both of them are kind of ostracized Mm. give
6: them more of a motive that was one of the biggest problems of the film for me was that i never ever ever felt the reason for them to ever go at each other ever Mm. have i said ever yet Mm. i never felt it um and again with the. did
0: you feel it because i'm not sure if you felt it or not did you feel it no you didn't feel it okay Yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting that the, <laughs> you know the the motivation ultimately comes down to in order to make Superman have a go at Batman, he has to kidnap his mom. Yeah, and put her in mortal danger. But Batman is just off the, he's off the, freaking chain in this one, isn't he? I mean, he's just he's he, there's, there's a point in yeah, the there's a point you know the, there's a point in the fight, the big fight, where you realize that Batman is planning to kill this dude and has been planning to kill him for a, for a long, long time, and obviously. He's gone full Trump at that point. He doesn't see him as a human being. He doesn't see him as a, as a person, as a man. He sees him as a, a god, as an alien that must yeah. be dispatched, um, with, terminated with extreme prejudice. But that, that feels that you're, you're casting in that fight, the big fight, the big showdown. You're casting Batman as the bad guy. What, what do we what do we make of that? But at the
5: same time, you're not on Superman's side because he hasn't really. But you come are off well, because he's either.
0: he's trying to save well, you his, feel, his poor mum. Feel he feels sorry he, for him, but he's, then he's only not one, been
5: a likable character throughout the film. So
0: no, but he's the only one in that fight. I mean, he even he doesn't want to do the fight. He doesn't want to fight Batman at that point. He even comes down and says, you know, Bruce, we need to talk. He does, but then he then he just decides to
5: stop trying to have a conversation and just yeah. he has one attempt to have a chat. And it's one of those things where if they just stopped and had a chat for two <laughs> minutes. They would have both Mm. gone. Oh right, okay, okay. Oh, you Lex told you that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and everything would have been fine. But obviously, they need to have a fight. It's the only reason this film has been made. So yeah, yeah. I'm with you, Emma. I thought they didn't do a good enough job of. And also, it's just a weird fight because you kind of wait. They're building up to it, but you don't want to see it happen. You want them to make
6: up. I don't know. I did like kind of. You do want to see them make up, absolutely. But, I mean, the fight obviously happens and. To I don't know I liked some of it. It's a really hard fight to choreograph, surely, because I mean, mm. how do you? Batman's not an alien. How how do you kind of put those two forces together? But I think for the you know for the most part there are some nice little things. I like the fight.
5: I did like there the actual. Nice I did like the the choreography and the the gags and stuff. It could have been maybe a little bit longer. It seemed um, odd that 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 Superman
7: fell for the same trick twice with the uh, kryptonite dust <laughs> <laughs> and that, that goes in there. It's just like. <laughs> Okay, okay. yeah, okay, the first time, but then when he does it again, is then again he's incapacitated. It seems like okay, you've got to you've got to put him on a level playing field, but I mean, surely he's smarter than
0: that. Well, I don't think it's more a case of he's tricked the second time around. I think he he's trying to get the energy up to attack Batman, which gives Batman the time to shoot at him as he comes flying Mm. at him. Um, You have to imagine at that point he doesn't have the the strength to. Fly at super speed, which would obviously take the the, the, the problem out of the equation. But uh, yeah, it's um yeah you know, I I don't know if you I, I quite like the fight as well. You know I think it could have had maybe a few more moments of of invention. You have these two massive characters going at each other. You could have maybe done something a little bit more fun with it. I felt really sorry for Superman at the end. I'll be honest, he's literally yeah, been so. almost hogtied and then <laughs> thrown around like a rag doll by, mm-hmm. by Batman, who's gone completely batshit um pun intended uh, at that point. Uh, and the point where he's standing over him, and we'll get, and now we're here, we're on Martha. Uh, the point where he's standing <laughs> over him, it just made me feel like, whoa, what is this? Where is this going? Who is this character who is not just standing over Superman, ready to kill him, but is scratching his cheek? Yeah. why are you doing this? You're, you know, what's happened to Bruce Wayne? Sadistic. I guess you know, yeah. playing yeah. with his, yeah. His um, I had a, a slight issue with that, uh, but then we come to Martha. The M word. Now the day. I don't know who came up with that, but if it was Chris Terrio Sachs Snyder, whoever, the day they realized that Batman and Superman's mother had the same first name, they must have just taken the rest of the day off. We're done I here, fives guys. I They yeah. definitely went for noodles. <laughs> yeah. It's like cuz it's it's very difficult to get Batman, and I'm not entirely sure it works. The the it's very difficult to <laughs> You're get not Batman entirely back. sure it
5: works. I can say it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm here to tell it. you I'm it doesn't work. It's the worst thing in the to film. Be diplomatic. No, it's the worst thing in the film, <laughs> and it's frankly I hope <laughs> uh, uh, yeah it's seller it's seller tape isn't it they they desperately need to figure out some way and they've just gone oh that'll do it's yeah, kind of of unconvincing shame. it's
0: unrealistic as well isn't it, it's, it who talks about their mum totally <laughs> using is. their mum's name as well yeah <laughs> it's
6: mother i don't know it could have been it could have been a really big moment i mean it, i guess they view it as a, they obviously view it as a huge moment but again how the build up to the fight for me didn't have any um you know i didn't believe that i i totally didn't believe that either so I'd have happily had a longer fight, but I, I still needed those two bookends to, to mm-hmm. have more punch. To You know, I just didn't believe it.
5: Eric Vespé, uh, a.k.a. Quint from Ain't mm-hmm. It Cool News, um, said it's the Step Brothers moment. Yeah, nice. No, <laughs> and that's stuck in my head ever since, because it is. It's that scene from Step Brothers where they, you know, they, they find they have something in common <laughs> and they decide to become best friends. And, they didn't uh, even wow. need
6: the same name. Like, they, it, oh, I don't know, there's so much to... We know that's such a huge thing for for Bruce. It just could have been, yeah. It could have been really, really, really upsetting. I, I mean, I <laughs> guess
5: what they were going for is is that kind of punches through his rage. Yeah, of course. And it reminds him about you know it gives him that flashback and it yeah. reminds him that you know it just pulls all that stuff away. Yeah. And he becomes Bruce Wayne again in that. Yeah. Moment. yeah. I guess that's what they were going for. Yeah.
0: But it is silly. It's it's a, it's a it's a it's a big turn. I mean, it's it's a one eighty. <laughs> I mean He goes from Trying to kill the guy to Slashing his cheek With the Cretonian spirit To literally being His best friend Within in 10 seconds um, So if but, Lex's mum Had been called Martha Would he then have Sided with Lex I mean Yeah, that, yeah What best. are we to
7: uh, What are we to Think about this it, it, it Yeah It does feel real But you're Nick's right as well like, If it, Doomsday's if, mum Had been called Martha Would he have <laughs> Sided with Doomsday Martha Doomsday
6: <laughs> We don't know She
7: wasn't He should have Checked he should have just, before I mean, before he killed any of those people, excuse me, just him. need to work yeah. out. Yeah. I think
5: the robot voice aboard the Kryptonian ship was called Marfa as well. Yeah. The one who goes, it is forbidden to do this. And he goes, no, I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: what? <laughs> it's forbidden?
5: You just said it's forbidden.
0: Yeah, but Nick raises a good point uh, in that I really now want to see a remake of Seb Brothers, but with Superman and Batman. I mean, everything down to the tea bagging of the drum kit. Who would rub their balls everything. on there? Yeah. <laughs> man rubbing there. his ball sack All over things in the Batcave Yeah <laughs> It's a fucking Metropolis wine mixer <laughs> oh, I'd
4: goodness.
0: love to see that That'd be amazing um, But yeah you're right Like if, if someone were God forbid Ever to have Their foot on my throat And were threatening my life And about to plunge A spear through my chest And you know I don't think And I, I My mother was in peril uh, I don't think I'd go They're going to kill Marty I'd, Marty I'd go, Marty, I got, I got my mum. My mum's, <laughs> my mum's in danger. You'd, you'd do that, wouldn't you? Rather than Martha, like, yeah, that's just weird. Martha's, does he nervous, know that is, is
7: Martha it. is refers to his mother? Does he say my mother Martha? No, he my. just says no. because no, no, he's, he's saying
5: why are you saying that name? Yeah. I'm trying why to why say. Is,
0: Martha and the, and, the, and the People who call their parents by the first names are also the same people who kiss their parents on the lips. I mean, that's just that's just weird. You mean you don't kill do him? That. You don't do that? I don't. Well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's 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 uh, it's yeah, it's pro- proper weird, proper weird. Um, but yeah, it it, it it it's it's a it's a bit of bit of a stretch.
5: They must have known. I mean, they must have had an inkling of the reaction that
0: was going to get. But what else Somebody are they going to do? Must
7: have
5: I know. Anything else?
0: I mean, Lois. I mean, they maybe could have had Lois coming in because Lois, God bless her. Well, uh, she's supposed time, to be the key, isn't she, to all this? Yeah,
6: yeah, exactly.
0: Five-time Oscar nominee Amy Adams, oh, who's yeah. reduced at the end of the movie to throwing a spear into a leg and then going, get oh, him back in." Maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> maybe we should get around again. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah,
4: like
5: top. He should have
0: come movie. in and shown Batman,
5: Superman's Dropbox account, <laughs> to show him that he's this is a human guy. So it's a Dropbox
0: account, but then his Dropbox account would have been literally just filled with pictures of how <laughs> evil Batman is, and like you know the "I hate Batman" folder and all this sort of stuff. It could and have it, been
5: full of you know puppy pictures or I don't know something. Surely
6: yeah. Wonder Woman could have done it. She could have been the glue. The, I don't the glue. I don't know. I'm just
5: you know who runs in and says, "Guys, you're being stupid." It would like, have made a lot is, more this sense. This is exactly what Lex wants, and I don't know because yeah.
6: if they're obviously all gonna, it's all gonna become the uh, Justice League, then mm-hmm. that would have made more sense. To me, I don't know. They would have
5: given Wonder Woman more to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
6: I really liked her in it. We haven't really talked about her. No, we haven't. Well, that's, um, that's, and it would have
5: been nice if she had kind of been but, the same uh, voice of reason, you know, that is that she has. She's been researching Lex, and so yeah. she comes in and basically shows them the evidence or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, Doomsday can just come in earlier, can't he?
7: Because they've already made up by the time Doomsday makes an appearance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing, like, You unite to fight a common en- enemy and then... I mean that happens in the X-Men films, doesn't it? Like Professor X and Magneto will. Oh, they're always teaming up. Yeah. Forever team up to fight. Yeah. Whoever, and so you know, you know that can happen. It doesn't need this really contrived um, plot device that they're really like
0: reaching for. But I think I think ultimately, I just I I feel the decision to bring in Doomsday, who. And correct me if I'm wrong, but certainly from my point of view in the comics just didn't work. I mean, the, the death of Superman storyline, th- you know, and people will write in probably... I, like, it, I will is, write in, because I love that comic book. ...is much derided, and the character of Doomsday is, really? is much derided. Yeah. It's, I it's, read it's, it a long time ago, but it's really not like a, it. It's not a good... The, the actual issue... It's not. Anyway. But, um... I'm writing it now. You are writing then. in. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing I can feel people furiously prepping their pens. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so the introduction of Doomsday in this movie was obviously to try and give them something to fight because ultimately, once you have Batman and Superman, that's not going to be the end of the movie, those two guys fighting. Um, they need to have something. They need to have a foe that is worthy of Superman because Lex Luthor, as we all know, he can just flick him with his little finger, fly him through a wall, and he'll be, he'd be done. Yeah. So you need something. But I just wonder about the choice of Doomsday. But anyway, that's never that's never mind that. <laughs> Wonder Woman. A lot of mm-hmm. people are coming out of this movie. You know, we love, we love her theme tune. We love Gal Gadot. She's great. Doesn't get enough to do, I think. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what do we make of uh, of Wonder Woman in this? Are uh, you looking forward now to her her film next year?
6: I really liked her stuff in the fight. I thought um, I didn't know what they're going to do with her because, bless her, whoever they cast was going to be. It's a it's a hard task. I mean, Gal Gadot is so wee. She's so little, and to make anyone kind of seem like that kind of huge. Should we? I
0: think she's she's statuesque. She's oh, tall she she's, she's she's. But, she,
6: but I mean, to become that kind of she, I, she's not someone like your Ronda Rousey or like your kind of Gina Carano who who look like they could be like a you know they kind of fit that more. I'm I'm being very generic here. Okay, I don't mean that. I think Algado's is a great a great fit. I didn't you know I didn't kick up a stink when she was cast no but no I, re- <laughs> I didn't know
0: no, no I don't think many people did
6: I, uh, I really I really liked the, the, her fight you know she had her lasso lasso in there as well um, she got so many good moments and to be fair actually she probably got kind of the most iconic standalone moments within that sort of four way fight mm. um, and yeah no I am intrigued now I I liked the kind of I know it's just a photo but I do like the fact that it's going a bit period and it's got a good cast mm. So it didn't she didn't get to do too much and there was nothing to really excite you I think to push her forward but um I'm yeah no, I'm just excited
0: But was, we're excited, we're excited about where she point. can go.
6: Yeah. I think. Was the point of that ramble. Yeah. <laughs> yes It's, it's
5: interesting th- that you we've now seen her in combat and using her lasso and the bracelets and all that kind of stuff. It's Yeah, I just wonder if you know that's the stuff which you want to see and we've kind of seen it now. So I don't know what I don't know too much about what the film is going to be, but but
7: it's it's is it, is it a prequel to Captain America style hundred mm-hmm. years in the past, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like
6: flips around, yeah.
7: This but this whole thing seems very odd to me that she disappeared for hundred years mm. at the time that possibly the greatest evil the world has ever known. <laughs> like you know, war was waged for six years in Europe, and she did nothing. This woman did nothing, and was she supposed to be uh, a hero? I mean, she could have could she have stopped that? Could she at least have helped? Maybe she, wasn't, a- maybe
0: she wasn't enough. I don't. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a, a point worth addressing. I don't know. I feel and she says, "I walked hundred years ago. I walked away from mankind." And you're going, "Well, why did you walk away from mankind? Because it's a lot it's of, hour of, need. Lot, yeah, a lot of bad shit mm. happened in in the mm. uh, in the interim. I mean, mm. you could have stopped. She could have stopped the last season of the X Factor with Olly Murs as the host. <laughs> she could have stopped that, and she didn't. Well,
6: there's no need for that, Chris.
0: She stood by and she watched. Well, actually, nobody watched. Which is why Dermot O'Leary's back Anyway <laughs> Anyway <laughs> how, do, how do we get on to that Anyway um, Yeah I think that's Pretty much it We're, we're looking forward Into um, Justice League Because uh, There's a lot of, There's a lot of people Out there There was a lot of speculation That if this movie Didn't do well Zack uh, Snyder might be Taken off mm-hmm. it But it starts filming soon It starts filming April 11th As you said So Clearly they're going to go ahead They're moving ahead With Zack uh, Snyder And his vision Is quite dark Vision for the, the Justice
5: League Yeah I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I mean, uh, Excited might be a step too far. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I haven't warmed to the team. I would rather see a solo Batman movie at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, okay. I'm, I'm more excited about Suicide Squad.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that, that does seem interesting. Mm.
5: See what I just think David Ayer's going to do something different. It's going to feel a bit fresher.
0: Okay, I think we're pretty much done here. I mean, there's there's tons of stuff I didn't really... Get a chance to talk about, uh, but we've talked for long enough, and you've listened for long enough, you're probably sick of it all, already. Um, but, you know, little things like the, the use of iconography of Batman in this movie I thought was, was interesting. Did you think I was really looking forward to seeing what Zack Snyder would do with this character visually? But it seemed to me, that in some ways, to be uh, not a retread, but harking back to moments. I mean, we have a question here from someone. I'm sorry I've lost a question, but someone pointed out the same thing I was going to point out, which is that the, the truck scene, the truck scene chase, uh-huh. Uh-huh. has That's a. Yeah, Fraser of the Dark Knight has a bad guy in the back with a rocket launcher trying to shoot at the Batmobile. I mean, that that it's that. Did it. you spot um, Nicholson Terminal at the
5: docks? I did not spot that as well. I think that's a Jack Nicholson reference? And I, I think yeah. I think it is.
0: <laughs> and I like the uh, I like the fact that in *Batman*, when Bruce Wayne clones the uh, evil Russian guy's uh, phone, it says <laughs> "cloning device cloning is successful," which to me feels like a nod to the '60s TV show, which had such on-the-nose signs. Uh, that that's that's pretty good. Uh, someone's asked our favorite cameo: Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg, Jimmy Olsen. Jonathan Kent or Neil deGrasse Tyson oh
6: that that did make me laugh
0: best cameo <laughs> best cameo yeah KG Beast um, David Ryder asks can't we just scrap this league of losers and have Wonder Woman head up an all female team huh. well, um, a
6: lot of females in the her own film but
0: I'm, I'm going to race through some questions really quickly here so Dave Moran says why didn't Superman stop the obviously very bad guys in the truck firing rockets in public first and then give Batman his mercy warning Bad screenwriting Next. Bad screenwriting In fact twice in the movie He gives um, Callum Mulvay's uh, Bad guy uh, He lets him get away When he, he could does. have Easily stopped him Right at the beginning as well uh, Dave Moran also makes a point At the end we see The ghoul Superman Is going to return um, After having a giant spear horn Rammed completely through his chest After uh, the second view And I saw it come out Through his back That's lovely uh, yeah. But Sod can't return From a broken neck hmm. Good point Next question Good point But he um, kind of did come back What do we think about The death of Superman
5: just very quickly yes. well, yeah I mean the, the, never- the, the problem is that they treat it you know they had uh, the screenings somebody came out and basically said oh there are huge spoilers there are huge twists and turns please don't ruin the, the end of the movie but it's kind of hard to feel that it could be ruined because Henry Cavill's been Instagramming photos of him at the gym prepping for Justice League so we know he's coming back we knew that <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. months before but the film came out there
6: is so rarely any threat is there in any of these films because- no I know but but it did make me cry I am going to be honest really okay that's a bombshell I cried twice doing it what I'm a renowned crier what was the other point that's a weepy film Um, the Casey big old Kev go
0: ahead Kevin Kevin Costner yeah you cr- sorry on, sorry. Oh, okay. Building a sorry. Tower of rocks, this podcast is Yeah it's now going to run For an extra hour While we just uh, <laughs> Interrogate uh, Emma here what, what what?
6: Oh no they did They made me Yeah they made me They made me tear up And even though I knew That um, see, there's no way Superman's dead Because he's friggin' Superman It yeah. still made It did make me It did I d- make I A few w- tears rolled Down these cheeks
5: I liked the, I very much liked The shots of the guns Firing in slow-mo I thought they were Really good But
6: why Why would they put him In a coffin a funeral
0: but oh, yeah, 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 no yeah. Shots. Also, yeah.
6: like, if they think. I know they're kind of all team soups at that point, but if he's maybe 1% of a threat, would they not incinerate him so that he could never come back?
0: But I just you, think you, putting how, him in a. How are you going to incinerate him? He's. Well, well this is true, actually. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Can, Throw him into the sun. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the only way you could possibly do it. And <laughs> then we'll probably it, bring it, him back to life quicker. Yeah, isn't that oh, where I he gets his know. power from? Yeah, so he'd be, be daft. It'd be daft throwing them at the sun. <laughs> mm. Disregard my uh, my advice, uh, people. Cancel are, uh, cancel the operation <laughs> to Racy yeah, managed to the sun. Well Gothropolis. Um, um, that's that's very interesting that you said that. Um, it's not
6: because I'm a girl. I yeah,
5: <laughs> I just didn't think you needed it to end on such a dour note. I just thought you know it's it's been dour and melancholy all the way through. why yeah, like, not why, exactly not, a, can, yeah, why yeah, not end twat with twat a team to the together and and happy and you know hey we've got a new team and get excited because <laughs> yeah, you're going to see them in action.
6: I think they had to pull. I think they had to kind of. F- Finished that sort of that sort of sacrificial arc, that element. We were saying the Christ-like elements earlier, but that also really oh, so run much, through it I for know. me. It but too- also,
0: the producers and Zack Snyder said that they needed Superman to be out of the picture in order to provoke Batman into forming Justice League. And if the Dark Side turns up and Superman's already there and he's less of a threat, I, I get that. I understand that. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I you know, and it, it's fine. It, it's it. it I Think it reaches for an emotional pitch that it doesn't necessarily have or earn, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a fine moment. And obviously, you know, Dooms, once Doomsday turns up, you're kind of thinking, oh, well, this isn't going to. But then once, Su-
6: well. once Superman comes back, is he going to be the Superman that we know?
0: That's interesting, isn't it?
6: That is a question. That is
0: interesting. Is he going to turn?
5: Is he going to mm. turn bad? I just wonder if people would have received the film more warmly had it been just finished a lot earlier and just finished off the Batman Superman fight. And just ended with the, the forming of the Justice League and they they catch Luke's uh, Lex and put him away.
0: Yeah, possibly. Possibly I guess there's too much. But obviously, you know, it's a, it's a huge huge hit this film and you know, it's gonna, I think it's probably going to easily clear a billion. So on
6: on a, on a grander scale, it, one thing I did want to say and I heard some people on a train yesterday kind of saying it behind me they were very very confused by it and I I think that is my main main thing with the film. I while I was watching it, I was just thinking what are people that have no idea about this going to think? Because um, there are so many Easter eggs, there are so much, and as I said, it you know it might become this. It, all the puzzle pieces may come together as we get further down the line, but it kind of demands that I read a really great tweet, sort of saying like it demands that we recognise death in the family, the you know the arc and a future flash, but figures that we don't know that Bruce Wayne was orphaned by a violent crime. So,
5: on the one hand, it's spoon feeding you; on the other hand, it's assuming you'd have a lot of background yeah.
6: info. But I, yeah, but you know, there's it seems to be a lot of confusion. I don't know.
5: Mm. I mean, I imagine Zack
7: Snyder just wanted to shoot that scene. He wanted to shoot the death of the parents. Oh, so, I love and I so loved it. Did it, and, and it's very nicely shot. Very nice the pearls and the- this is the thing. I think, like this, we've been very down on this film throughout this entire podcast. But I mean, I would tell people to go and see it. Yeah, same. I would say go and see this film. You know, it has some wonderful moments, and it doesn't really hang together very well. But you know, it, it's a spectacle that I would, I think, is
5: worth. Yeah. Two and a half hours of your time, and I don't think we've said enough about how good Affleck and Jeremy Irons mm-hmm. are together as Batman and Alfred. And you know, I said I'd love to see a solo film, and I would because I think those yeah. scenes just work. They click. Those two. I mean, I love the design of the Batcave as well. It's everything, so good. everything is suspended mm. from wires, so everything is mm. coming off the ceiling like bats hanging down.
6: The entrance to um, it
5: is
0: amazing. Oh, yeah.
5: Love the lake house kind of vibe with the steam coming off the lake.
0: Oh yeah, um, his his place is amazing,
7: isn't it? All right, I'm going to say this. Ben Affleck is the greatest
0: screen Whoa. Batman. Oh.
7: And I think I might I think oh, I, I think I believe mind. that.
4: Okay.
0: I think I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell after uh, so long. But yeah, he's very very good. He's very very good and I think, you know, a solo movie would be great and to see him as a focal point of the Justice League would be yeah. would be very very interesting. Yeah. I, think I think he's really good at the character up a little bit as well.
5: I think that when he's actually working in the team and
0: that they can give him a bit of
5: funny stuff to do as well. I'm assuming Justice League would be a little bit lighter in terms of there are some heroes who are getting along rather than trying to put things for each other's chests. Yeah, it's
6: more people to play off as well, isn't there? So, mm. you know. So, but to see Affleck sort yeah. of direct his own standalone would be would be a th- would definitely be a thing. Oh, right, what a dream, right? Yeah, right oh. there.
5: Yeah, <laughs> um, that would be good. I enjoyed that there was a character called Senator Purrington, which I think is an, <laughs> would be an excellent name for a cat. Purrington, Senator sounds Purrington, sounds
6: like a Austin Powers' cat. <laughs> <laughs> have something
0: Chris, uh, any more that's questions? That's my final thought. There are, loads, <laughs> <Yeah>. there, <laughs> no, there no, are loads of questions, Johnny. There's so many questions. When Batman started Chris is using, currently holding 72 pieces. I, of I honestly am. Yeah, I wish is,
6: you guys could see this wedge.
0: This is an insane <laughs> amount of questions. A lot of, a lot of stuff has been covered. Uh, when Batman started using traps against Superman, did anyone else hope it would go into a Home Alone-style sequence <laughs> uh, where he threw paint cans filled with kryptonite at him? That would, have been, that would have been interesting. As Lex Luthor now knows the real identities of all the Justice League, what's going to stop him from telling everybody else about them when they formed the Justice League? That's well, it. exactly. That's a good point. Um, he's crazy
6: and he's behind
0: bars. That's, yeah. And who's going to listen to a crazy guy? Right. Do they really
5: shave your head when you go to prison?
6: Yeah. Is that a thing that it's happens?
5: I thought it was just when you went to the army. It
7: happens it happens in Shawshank, but that's because it's an old prison mm. set in the, well, he goes there in 49, oh, the right? Yeah. And I think it's to stop lice, isn't it? Right. Said it's, it's a hygiene thing.
6: <laughs> I think it was to, uh because
0: moment, yeah. apparently. Um, <laughs> Superman can hear Lois Lane every time she trips over her Pulitzer Prize and skins her knee, says Laura Bradburn of Glasgow. Why can't he hear his own mum be getting kidnapped and put into a fan? Um, it is interesting. You know, he well, does it's, it's the
7: inherent problem with Superman, isn't it? That you know, He's a very, very silly character. Well, he was,
5: to be fair, I think the <laughs> idea is that he's distracted and depressed, and so he goes off and he's titting about. He is. <laughs> he's tittin' yeah. about all oh, that's happening. But with everything, yeah. you
7: can say, well, why doesn't Superman do this? Because he has this power, or he can go this fast,
5: or, you know. Th- I guess the idea is he's Mojo, you know. But he's just, his Mojo Baby.
7: But I'm in just saying, film. I'm film. So saying that's in, why he's in general, obvious I mean, things. He
5: should, like. He should
7: be able to save the world several times over and, you know, then it's breakfast time. Yeah, and
0: realistically speaking, because Gotham and Metropolis are so close to each other, he should have be able to eradicate crime in Metropolis to, to, for the most part and then just nip over to Gotham and do that there as well, which he, really pissed Batman off. It's like, that's my job!
7: Yeah, but so the this is the thing. There's nitpicking here, but there has to be a suspension of disbelief that, you know, a man can fly and, you know, sometimes... Yeah. It, not everything will make entire perfect logical sense because it's not the real world. Absolutely. I guess not, which explains why they
5: write witch on Moth Kent's uh, head and then take it off. Yeah, because that's how pens work in that world.
0: I mean, just <laughs> well, it's, so it's it's disappearing that. ink. Yeah. Oh.
7: Yeah.
6: Good spot. Yeah, good, spot, right? yeah, good yeah. spot. Very good.
0: Uh. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that we've covered. If we didn't read your question out, then apologies, but there were so many questions, and as you can tell, we've talked for an awful, awful long time about this movie already. It's lunchtime. There's still stuff we haven't covered There's about still it. stuff, I've still got there's things a lot to say. Of t- but when they you- get Day of the dead wrong. Yeah. The date. Do they? Yep,
5: it's November 2nd, not November 1st. Really?
0: Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Anyway, yeah, uh, but yeah, but um, as with uh, Rogue Nation, the spoiler podcast for that. When you are talking for as long as the movie lasts, then you know, maybe it's time to move on. Uh, so, what yes, time are we fighting? We're, we're we're close. We're close. We're uh, if you were if you put this podcast on around the time that Batman Superman started fighting, I think um, around the time that the if you put this podcast on and synced it up with the movie, then I think we'd be up at the Batman Superman fight by now. So. I think it's time to call it a day. Uh, Thank you so much, of course, to Nick. Thank you. uh, Emma. Thank you. And Johnny. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our our mad ramblings. Hope you enjoyed (laughs) it. Uh, Our next Spoiler special is probably going to be Daredevil Season 2. I'm (laughs) hoping I'm working on something so fingers crossed and if not uh, hopefully it'll be Captain America Civil War at the end of April Uh, so do keep an eye out for that as you know and if you don't know the regular podcast is out every Friday in which we uh, talk about the week's movie news week's movie reviews and we have star guests on as well so if you don't already subscribe or listen to that then we would love it if you would do so and that'd be fantastic in the meantime I hope you've enjoyed our Batman v Superman Donald Justice supporter special I've been Chris Hewitt thank you for listening bye bye